Hello and welcome to The Super Show. This week I am your host Jonesy and today we've got a cool show for you. We will be covering the uh, Switch Pro leaks, um, some new Turtles game news that's come out and the Bethesda and Microsoft merger. Um, but first... Yes! I want to talk about where you can listen to us because we are not just on YouTube, if that's where you're watching us right now. We are also across podcasting platforms like... Google Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and loads of those other ones that I can never remember that Chris makes up week after week. So I'm not even going to attempt it. Um, but I am joined by Jamie and Chris. So say hello, guys. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Sorry, I've already cracked up. Yeah, this is, this is crazy. That was the the most disjointed intro I've ever heard you give, Jonesy. I'm not, I, I'm not used to it. I was just doing it. It's like, some weeks I have to I love pick it, it up. Like, and I'm, uh, we've, we've got some... Turtles news and um, do you know why? Do you know that why? Was the I was, bit that got me as well. I was going to say turtles in time, like I was oh, going to make a turtles in time yeah. thing, and I was like, it's not turtles in time. I can't remember what it's called. Um, but so it's not turtles in time. So no, it's um, called Shredder's Revenge. For your Shredder's Revenge. That's it. Anyway, before we speak about some new stuff, <laughs> let me just also cover the fact that we are not just on uh, YouTube and the podcasting platforms because we are also internet radio superstars. We are on uh, paisleyradio.com every Thursday at 10pm. And do you know what, guys? If you miss it on Thursday at 10pm, you can hear it again on Monday at 10pm. So um, That's pretty cool. Yeah. I you mean, can tune in if you want like an old school radio experience. We have some hot takes and some trash opinions. So thank you for joining us. And with all of that finally out of the way, the longest intro, the messiest intro we've ever done. Um, let's quickly dip into our first news story, boys, because Ooh. there is a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. And it is not Turtles in Time that I nearly said in the intro. It is, in fact, Shredder's Revenge. Uh, and it is coming soon. Um, it's coming soon to Steam. I don't know if it's on any other platforms, um, but it's a four-player uh, four side-scrolling beat-em-up, which is why I said Tales in Time because it kind of looks a bit, a bit like that, a bit old it school. It does a little bit, yeah, yeah. Spiritual successor, yeah. Feelings, yeah. feelings of what you've seen, Chris. I think you maybe go to you first, right? You're the person with well, you two are the people with nostalgia for this. Game. Yeah. Oh, I got I got big time nostalgia for this. As as Jonesy said, Turtles in Time. I think there was a. Uh, pre-Turtles -turtle, in Time beat em up as well with the, with the Ninja Turtles. Um, and I used to play that like so much with my friends. Um, and yeah, it just it kind of, it looks cool. It's um, being published by Dot Emu, which uh, they did the Streets of Rage, which was a very faithful kind of like spiritual successor. Quite, it's weird saying spiritual successor because it's still the same IP. Um, right, like, right. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Right, but it's like, oh, it's, Going back to that old school way of doing things with the same IP. Uh, I'm did you, you, you guys streamed uh, Streets of Rage with Steph, right? One of you uh, did, didn't like you? Like J Jamie did. I'm not sure we even streamed it. I think we just played it. You know? oh, okay. Because <laughs> I, I think Street, it was Streets of Rage 4, wasn't it? It came yeah. to Game Pass day and date, and Steph and I just kind of sat down to play it and then accidentally finished it one evening, which uh, <laughs> is always a pleasant surprise in this day and age where we can't yeah. finish fucking anything. So Can I... Can I bore some old school viewers with my uh, Turtles in Time anecdote that I tell every time we talk about Turtles and uh, Turtles games in general, which is Let's hear it. Um, uh, back in the day, the SNES game, Turtles in Time, me and my brother played it in a shop like you used to, you know, like you can do. A um, bit of two player side scrolling action. And we got to a certain point and we'd, we would write down the passwords because back in the day, <laughs> you didn't have cards. You had to had passwords oh God, to get to the next yeah. level. So we would make a note, we would scrawl it on a bit of paper, and every time my mum would be like, we're going shopping, we'd run to the game shop and put in the password and carry on from where we were because we were saving our pocket money to buy the game. 
eventually bought the game, took it home, plugged it in, put in the password <laughs> for the last level we got to, and it was the last level in the game. And we had completed it inside of 25 minutes or so, or like half an hour. And then we're just like, oh. That's so if brutal, you if you had just waited one more week, you would have saved yourselves all that money? Yeah. Wow. All that, probably like 30 quid, 35 quid, which in today's money, a billion 700, pounds. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of yeah, money, I, yeah. 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 I, I've got to be well, completely again. honest. Uh, I've got absolutely no love or nostalgia for this IP whatsoever. I don't think I've ever seen a single piece of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles related media in its entirety <laughs> ever in my life, which makes not only the nostalgia for this game a little bit weird, but also the fact that you guys in the last 24 hours had a public argument about which <laughs> member of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles you would be. All the stranger, I was watching that unfold on my phone and just thinking... What world am I living in? It's 2021. Dude, so on my I'm, rationale... Yeah, I was going to say, make your arguments. Who would you be <laughs> yeah. and why? You clearly I'm, disagree. See, my rationale for this was like was that Chris is usually the host, right? He's the, he's the leader of Super Show, I would say. Yeah. He's, he's the most going you know, to take that title. And Leo, Leonardo, is the leader of the Turtles. So that made sense to me. I think I am pretty obviously Donatello. Um I'm a bit of a, a nerd, a bit of a science nerd, and Donatello does machines. Donatello. So you then come down to, you then come, and I'm the one who always has to buy stupid tech and stuff and, you know, jump on things super early. Yeah, how's, then that, you come uh, down how's, to, that, how's that Vive working out for you? I not plugged it in for a while. <laughs> um, so then you come down to the two remaining characters, and any, I defy anyone who was who hasn't, or sorry, who's watched our uh, live streams in the past, especially in the ATG game, ATG gate, Jesus, oh. ATG days. That's hard to say. Uh, <laughs> to not agree with me that Jamie is the angry one. Oh, he's and the angry one. Was the one you were trying to make me? Yes, and Raph is the is the sort of slightly angry, brooding one, which is only part of Jamie's character. Is, well, yeah, but that so- is true, because the flip flight, the flip, fucking hell, I've caught the Jonesy bug. The flip side <laughs> of that is Jamie's goofiness and his love of pizza. Yes. To be fair, we all have a love of pizza, which is where kind of there's a, Wait, great, a great synergy and fit there. But yeah, that's why goof- I think Michelangelo is... So the, yeah, the, I, the, yeah. the goofy pizza guy and the angry guy are different, or they're two sides of the same person? Different, buddy, different. different. Michelangelo different, is the huh? goofy pizza guy. But then this is the thing. Steph is just not an angry guy, in my experience, no, no, at no. all. Yeah, so not. he can't be he can't be Raph. Yeah. And which is, so I was like, <clears throat> but then it does make it tricky because he's not really Michelangelo, and if you were going to pick a Michelangelo, it probably would be Jamie because of the goofy pizza side. The issue with all of this, though, Jonesy, is you broke the cardinal rule. And that is of. you ignored shotgun. You can't ignore shotgun. Oh, did did Steph shotgun Leo? Did he? I I shotgunned uh, Raphael, and then Steph shotgunned uh. Leonardo. So so then there's the rules, boys. As someone as an outsider to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, yeah. why did you want to be the angry one, or why do you see yourself as the angry one? Because you're I not could, an angry guy. To be fair, he does have that side of him as well. If we're talking yeah, about but, two sides to coins, he can be the grumpy, angry one. Yeah, that, well, that's it. I think be. it's more grumpy than angry. Yes, I can be angry. Yeah, more grumpy and than angry. True, sure. my uh, my pod persona doesn't really let the anger come through. That's just seething under the surface constantly, especially when dealing with you two. But uh, <laughs> I think the grumpiness definitely comes through. But also, he's just cool and mysterious and a little bit of a, you know, on the, on the periphery that's uh you, you know 
we, we got to resonate. We resonate is what I'm trying to say. Right. His synchronization, my synchronization were matching. If we vibrate at the same frequencies, we could merge. Oh, okay. Because you're yeah. both so cool and mysterious. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Now, see. do you know what? I don't think you can do polls anymore. I don't think that's a thing on YouTube. But what I would love the audience to do at this <laughs> point is if you could, uh, having watched a number of these shows, I'm sure you've watched many, go down to the comments below and let us know who you think should be which turtle. And if you can be bothered, put a little thing as to why you think um, yeah. someone should be that. And try and try and. Um, and if you're not sure where Steph should go, because he's not on the podcast very often, uh, maybe go and check him out, Technoevo on Actually, Twitch, sorry, can... fellas, I've just cracked it. Fuck, I've just... Uh... I can't believe it's taken me this long. Okay. Jamie is the amalgamation of Rocksteady and Bebop. Oh, I don't know what you started <laughs> to say that, and I thought Bebop <laughs> or Rocksteady. What are their personality traits? Um, <laughs> so uh, You'd have to watch it, I think. So how about that uh, Patreon? <laughs> Why are you trying to distract me away from what's really going on here? <laughs> Yeah, if you want to see the inevitable fight after the show, uh, head over to our Patreon. Because um, for as little as two dollars, is this get the point Discord where I have to Google can... Bebop and Rocksteady? I, know, I'm, I roughly know what they are because I saw the trailer for the recent m two movies. The ones, yeah, a pig, right. one's a pig, one's a rhino. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. But even the one with the belly is kind of jacked. Like this isn't this isn't that much of a uh, of a you know. To be fair, I think if you, if you watch the cartoon series back in yeah. the day, they're a, they're a little bit. It might be a bit more offensive to say. Uh, yeah, are they a bit, are they a bit lads? Are they a bit dense? Is that what we're getting at here? Yeah, they are a little bit. To, yeah. to say okay. to, to to be polite, yeah. Uh, you know what, I, slobby, I have, I have my dense, dense moments. Oh, <laughs> well, we, we all do, dude. The horror, <laughs> indeed. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, join our join our uh, Patreon. You can chat to us on Discord. You can also check out some more content that we do. Um, there was an After Dark now called Full Frontal, which went up um, last week. So and there'll be another one going out probably next week. So yeah, check that out. There's Hell also yeah. some um, uh, Jesus. What do we call them? Some um, some, Give things. Us some, some things where we talk about games that we've played. Spoiler <laughs> cast. Spoiler cast. Oh, spoiler right, yeah, cast. those things. This is why I'm the worst for the hosting because I can never remember words when I need to remember them. I, just I love it. I, I think brain. it's the the building blocks of a really entertaining podcast. Maybe or or <laughs> the opposite, but yeah, there we go. Um, so from that point, I think we should move on and we should mention some of our patrons cool. who do indeed support us over at patreon.com forward slash super show. Uh, they keep the lights on and they keep us coming back week after week. Um, and they are Aaron Cameron, Athletic Gravy, Shellshock, Hacksaw Book Reed, Jesper Camdon Nielsen, Javela Cujo, King Latix, I can't say that, King, King Latix, Leo Merger, Lonnie Thompson, Magic Grits, Mindful Pig, Nathan Piers, Pastors Guild, Scary Omen, Starful Kid, Zach Cream, and the Big Dogs. It's Manuel Guerrero, Peaswad, and The Dude Abides. Thank you to you guys and to all of our other Patreons who support us. And even people just talk to us on Discord and, uh, you know, um, give us also just a shout out to Peaswad for playing some Rocket League with me this week. I think Shellshock's nice. going to jump on there and we're going to play some three-player stuff um, <clears throat> in the coming week. So all of you guys Jeez. are quality. Thanks, Thanks so for much. the invite. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, the team's full. What can I say? <laughs> you could do quads in Rocket League technically. It's fucking hectic, but you can do it. Yeah. Look, sorry. I don't think ja I've ever done it. Jamie, your name's not on the list, so... No, it's like, you're not on the list, you're not getting in. Fair enough. Hold on a second, did my camera just zoom in on its own? Maybe. Uh, don't, maybe, I don't. I wasn't looking, actually. I don't think so. You're looking fine, whatever, so it's all good. <laughs> Strange. 
Look, because I, like, honestly, I didn't zoom in. Like, look, that that's my zoom in. So I don't. I, I think I'm having um, what's known as uh, brain aneurysms. So don't mind me. Carry on. Slash technical difficulties. <laughs> yeah. Should we have a comment of the week? Oh, yeah. I love comment of the week. Right, so this one comes from Sam Honest. Whoa, who whoa, says, whoa, Jonesy, 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 Jonesy. Where's the, where's the, where's the motherfucking jingle? I haven't got a gone then. Jamie, give us a jingle for comment of the week. <laughs> well, I'll do the jingle, but someone else has to give me a beat. Chris, you do the beat. Jamie, you do the jingle. <laughs> comment of the week. That was terrible. No, but you have to you have to put post processing effects on it. You have to move oh, it. Sure. So basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. here's what it actually would sound like: the finished product. It would just this big bass drop where it goes, <laughs> and then my voice comes comes in like comment of the, and it's all like lots of reverb. And, and in the background, you just yeah, prestige worldwide. And then one of those some of those air horns, <laughs> bit of cowbell, drop yeah. a cowbell in there. Or, sure, why not? I just completely forget to do any of that. And are you editing people, this week? People get the raw I think version. I am, yeah. Oh, oh <laughs> the realization that uh, nothing's going to happen. You fuck. <laughs> well, actually, yeah, we, we call it editing. We don't, we don't really. As people who have watched and listened to the first <laughs> ten minutes, fifty minutes of this podcast will know, we don't edit. Like, hey, we give yeah, it to you raw. I, I, I might have a change of heart and edit something. I don't know. Well, you know. All... And, all right, let's get on to the comment of the week. What is the comment of the week, Jonesy? Why are you fucking around so much? So are you a host or like, what is going I'm on? I'm trying, I'm trying. So this comes in from Sam Honest. Um, he says, so what do you think about this Final Fantasy VII Remake's PS5 upgrade being free? And Final Fantasy VII is a PS Plus game this month. But please note the PS4 version of Final Fantasy VII Remake available to PlayStation Plus members is not eligible for the PlayStation 5 digital version upgrade. Um, to me, this seems like a dick move. Hmm. So, yeah. What are you guys thinking about that? Hmm. Oh, that's a, that's a controversial one, isn't it? Uh, it's one that I, I never had to put myself in Sam Wallace's shoes yet up to this point, just because as someone who owned Final Fantasy VII Remake outright, I am eligible for the PlayStation 5 upgrade. Yeah. Um, and I suppose this does go against convention somewhat in that you look at other PlayStation Plus titles like Bug Snacks and Control uh, that were sort of cross-generation, would you call it, I suppose? You got yeah, both versions right. of that game. Admittedly, you needed to own a PlayStation 5 to obviously play and acquire the PlayStation 5 version of it. But even PlayStation 4 owners or people who had an account could still add uh, the PlayStation 5 versions of those games to their library. So I get it because they're releasing DLC and they're trying to they're trying to create some kind of separation and Square Enix still want there to be some degree of investment, I suppose. Uh, when you give away Final Fantasy VII Remake in its PS4 version and its PS5 version, then you're essentially saying, we're not going to make money on this product ever again, regardless of the work we're doing. Um, and I kind of feel like... I get where they're coming from in that respect. I know they're going against what other companies have done, but I feel like I know why they're doing it, and I'm not that mad. Yeah, it's, it gets strange when you sort of want to call someone out for not giving something away for free. Like, it, it's good when they do, and I like when they do, but at the same time, I find it difficult to... But like, the thing is, they, they are don't. still giving it away for free. Like, 
You can still play the PlayStation 4 version in backwards compatibility mode in PlayStation 5. No one's not going to be able to play this video game. They're just right. saying, like, hey, we kind of want the super fancy stuff on this next-gen console to be for the people that own it outright. Yeah, right. So, so it's just the PlayStation 5 version they're not giving away for free, which I'm like, yeah, I get that. Well, they kind of are because they're giving it away for free to the owners of the original. Yeah, yeah I, I find it difficult to get annoyed with them for that. Like, yeah, I, I cannot get annoyed with them for this. I think... Like, all, all due respect to Sam Honest, I can get why people might get annoyed with this. But it also just kind of, there's an element of gamer entitlement here, right? Like, sorry, but there is. You're getting a game that's like a year old, one of the better games that was released last year. Mm. Th- there's nothing to complain about. Okay, it doesn't upgrade to the PS5 digital version. Like, so what? It's still the same game. Unless you want to get the, the DLC, in which case, hey, guess what? Just you know, if you really like it that much that you want to pay for the DLC, then do it. I think the only thing that maybe could have made this an easier pill to swallow for people like Sam Honest, and, and again, Sam Honest, like, you're entitled to your opinion on this, and I can see how people could get disappointed by this. But Jamie's right, like, the PS4 version will run on the PS5 in the backwards compatibility mode. Uh, but maybe the what Square Enix would have done to soften this blow is just added a bit of an upgrade path Right, like, because it's a PS Plus game. After this month, it's not going to be for free. Hmm. So there's still going to be a chance for people to buy it outright. But maybe there could have been a slightly cheaper upgrade path that Sony or Square Enix could have implemented. I t- I tell you what they could have done, which might have worked, is the PS. You have the PS Plus version, but then if you buy the DLC, you get the PlayStation Five upgrade version and the DLC. Well, might, I think that might have been a way to sort of go go around it. I don't know if they've talked about that at all. If that's I, I don't true. know. I don't know if the DLC is a separate thing. This is. The, I think it's it's built into Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate, isn't it? I don't know actually. But you could. I thought you could buy Integrate as an add-on to your PS5 version. I thought the PS5 version was. Called I don't know, man. Integrate. Too complicated. See, but this, yeah, this is the thing. It's it's, it's kind of because you no because you get the <clears> PS5 upgrade for free, but Integrate you have to pay for. As in, like the the addition, the DLC you have to pay for. I'm pretty sure that was what we when they did the announcement. That was how it came out. Was that you have to pay? I can't remember how much it was. I tell you what, you guys talk about it more. I'll do an on the Gosh, I'll do an I, on the fly check. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't actually. Remember. It's it's all so fuzzy to me now because it was just like, oh, cool, new Final Fantasy stuff, and then they bombarded me with other stuff of Final Fantasy, like all the mobile games and shit. And I was like, oh, okay. Sure. And I don't know. It maybe it, yeah, maybe it did slip me by. But I was under the impression. I don't know what you think, Jamie, but I was under the impression that. The PS5 version was Integrade. I, I see. I, I I was under the impression that Integrade was the name given to the DLC. either the DLC or a new version of Final Fantasy VII that included the DLC. Like I was under the impression that if I didn't buy the DLC but reinstalled Final Fantasy VII and went through the free upgrade to the PlayStation 5 oh, version, yeah, yeah, yeah. that it wouldn't just become Integrade. I don't know, but I might be wrong. But hey, like... The bottom line is it could be worse, right? Like Square Enix practices, we could be talking about Final Fantasy VII 3.3 recurring dream drop, dream drop distance. <laughs> like. Yeah, exactly. Or we could, you know, it, it could be a control situation where right, exactly. they didn't have an upgrade path to the PS5. PS5 was a brand new kind of iteration of the game. Yeah. And then people were like up in arms about that. And then people bought it. And then, hey, guess what? It was fucking free on, on yeah. PlayStation Plus. So. Yeah. You know, like, it's- yeah, because right, like, yeah, like the bottom line is, in theory, 
no one should actually be getting fucked over by this financially, right? Because the bottom line yeah. is, as you said, Chris, you're still just getting this video game for free. Yeah. Meanwhile, Jonesy's like brow was still kind of brunt, bunched up, which makes me wonder how much longer <laughs> so no, will we have to pretend? We've got things to <laughs> well, say about he this didn't game realize form. that he'd left a couple of porn Pornhub tabs open, so he's oh, just going right. through there the backlog. You know, there's always many. Okay, so the way it kind of breaks down is. Um, uh, Final Fantasy VII Integrate is the PlayStation 5 version that inc- includes the Yuffie, uh, Yuffie, Yuffie DLC. Yeah. So that is integrating, includes the game PS as a PS5 version and the Yuffie DLC. So if you, hold on, hold on, hold on. So if you have a PS4 version that you've paid yeah. for and you upgraded to the PS5 version, you get yeah. the you get the Yuffie chapter there as well. No, because the PlayStation 5 upgrade is free, but then uh, I think it was Geek Culture said that Given the price of Integrade, it's likely that the Yuffie DLC will be uh, probably ten dollars or ten pounds or so to upgrade. Right, okay. So you still have to pay for the DLC. So if you if you currently have the PlayStation Four Final Fantasy Seven version um, and you bought it like Jamie did, you will get a free PlayStation Five upgrade. Yeah. You can then opt to get the Yuffie DLC if you want to buy Integrade, which is specifically a PlayStation Five title. It comes with the DLC. So I think that's kind of how it breaks down. Right. So then ideally what they should have is if you have the PlayStation Plus version of Final Fantasy VII Remake, that you should have some kind of an option to say, okay, I'll buy the Yuffie DLC and that will give me the PS5 digital version upgrade. Whatever it may be. But, but yeah. what about people that don't want the DLC and just want the full game but want it in PS5 uh, mode? That's then a I, good question. Then I guess then you then just buy you buy the PS4 version because then that'll give you. The but then, but then that's a weird thing of like <laughs> now we're getting into the weird minutia of like I wonder what that looks like on the PlayStation UI, which like it isn't great at the best of times when yeah. you're trying to buy a game you already own. Which I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> to be, and to weird. be fair, that is something that PlayStation more often than not lets you do in various ways <laughs> is accidentally buy games you already own because ever since the PS4, it's been kind of fucked. So whatever. Yeah, I think that's why they've maybe made it a new game and given it a new name because you wouldn't then be able to buy Final Fantasy VII and then get the PS5 upgrade. You'd have to buy Integrade, which is a separate game which comes yeah. with the PS5 version but and no. the DLC. So I don't think you'd be able to buy. Dude, can, can you imagine? No, why why so, not? Why not? What if someone went right now and said, I don't want the PlayStation Plus version, I just want to buy Final Fantasy? They wouldn't be buying Integrate. Oh, no, they wouldn't. But then, yeah, then they would own it, sure. But I thought you said if you had the PS Plus version yeah, and then you wanted the PlayStation 5 upgrade... Yeah, but let's say they don't then... want to spend... The, they, they don't want the... They're not interested in Yuffie, <laughs> and so they see that as $10 yeah. they don't need to spend. So they just yeah. want Final Fantasy when they already own Final Fantasy. I guess they'd have to buy... You go on Final eBay. Fantasy 7. Yeah, you go 30, on eBay. Whatever it is at the moment, 30 quid or something. Yeah, like maybe you do. Maybe you just go and buy a disc. Like, Yeah, actually, there we go, Sam Honest. Um, just go on eBay, buy a second-hand copy of Final Fantasy 7 Remake, and then there's your upgrade part. I've got a copy you can have, Sam. Just there swing around my gaff. Get, yeah. I'd see, jo- join I the, join the patron, get in contact with Jamie, and uh, see, you see what you guys can work out. I had a bit of a weird one with that with Hitman 2 because I really I played Hitman 1, finished it recently. You know, I've talked about it before. Before I play Hitman 3, I wanted to play the others. Um, I bought Hitman 2 online, like as a um, uh, a disc version. I think it cost me 15 quid. In the PlayStation Store, it was still 50 quid. I was like, yeah. that, like it's a NASA no But then that, was, that was a very strange situation where the publishing rights to all three Hitman games were owned by three different companies <laughs> yeah, who yes. uh, didn't necessarily see eye to eye when it came to making logical price drops around the release of other games. 
which basically is code for Square Enix and Warner Brothers saying, I don't care if you're releasing Hitman 3. We're not making <laughs> our game cheaper for you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but anyway, why don't we move on? And I want to hear what you guys have been playing uh, this past week. Okay. Let's go first. Should we go? With, let's go with. Let's go with uh, Jamie. Let's go. With oh, first. I wasn't sure which way you were going to go there. <laughs> um, I'm very excited. You should put bets on it. I guess I should say thank you first of all, Jonesy, for picking me to go first. I mean, I can't blame you. I mean, wow, it's wow. me, right? Um, wow. I've played two new games this week, uh, and neither of them have left me uh, particularly satisfied uh but then again neither have really pissed me off either it's been such a do you know what i was saying to chris yesterday i think i've just been really hard to please this week uh, in terms of video games like nothing's really quite ticked that box and i'm not sure why but neither of the two games i played this week were actually that bad first of all i want to talk a bit about Sackboy: a big adventure which um Oh, something I've wanted to play actually that I haven't I haven't got around to. Me too. And do you know why, Jonesy? Because Sackboy Big Adventure was this weird thing. Is it was almost the forgotten child of the PlayStation Five mm. launch, where yes. here's this kind of mascot-based platforming game which came out alongside the release of the new console, the PlayStation Five. For anyone not counting, um, and it was like obviously aimed at sort of younger audiences. It was the family game. It was the thing that was there day one for anyone that a was buying a PlayStation Five for very young children or B, was buying a PlayStation 5 and their wife wanted to make sure they got a game for very young children because they wanted it to be a family affair. Who doesn't? Um, the issue that I think Sackboy had, amongst other stuff, is that one, it's a PS5 exclusive, which means it costs 70 fucking pounds, which is like crazy, as and $70, I think, US. Uh, and I don't even wow. think it's on sale, like on the PlayStation Store or anything like that. I think it's still just wham bam full price the other issue that sackboy and big adventure had is that it's all good and well making a mascot place mascot based platformer for the launch of your new console slightly problematic when there's when there's an even better mascot based platformer that comes free pre-installed on that same console <laughs> so i think a lot of human beings just said actually actually astro's playroom's a better game and i've already got it because it comes with this fucking thing bundled um, in yeah which yeah, kind of left Sackboy lagging behind a little bit. But the I suppose I want more Astro. Do you know what you say that every then? I'm like I'd, I'd like to play some more Astro's Playroom. Well, if you want more Astro's Playroom and you're settled for something that's a little bit worse than Astro's Playroom, <laughs> might I introduce to you Sackboy: A Big Adventure, which I, I've got to clarify is actually not that bad. Uh, it's it's very simple, uh, but it's there are some really nice touches. I'd say like visually, it's actually. Uh, Pretty impressive, I'd say. Like, it, it doesn't uh, attempt to do too much in terms of the scale and scope of the game, but as you can imagine, some of the finer details on, say, whether it's the material that Sapboy's made up from or various other bits and pieces in the environment, uh, level design, all that stuff seemed fairly solid. Um, it's got a, like, the presentation in terms of the cutscenes and the story. Story's pretty rudimentary, right, as you'd expect. But there are little touches, like, for any... Um, where well, you two both live in England and anyone else based in England or the UK will recognise names like uh, Dawn French or Richard E. Grant. Like they actually got some kind of cool voice actors to come in and fill out that voice cast in a way that was pretty effective. Soundtrack fucking bangs. Um, <laughs> like there is some really cool stuff about it, but at the, at the end of the day, it is also just like a, like a, a sufficiently good platformer. You know? Do you know, what? I I played some Unravel two with my wife, and we were, and I made me want to play Sackboy's Big Adventure because mm. I was like, I need, I want more of this, I want more platforming, I like, you know, that sort of thing. But I hadn't played it, so it's, it's good yeah. to get your um your take on it. I'm, I suppose 
I want to say that all of the little big planet games kind of lose their shine after a little a few you know yeah. hours of playing so maybe it's kind of half of the course but I'd still like to have a go it's still interesting it, to look at but little big planet had the added benefit of making stages and stuff right yes I see, yeah you could it's something I never tried I must Which, admit I don't know. This game obviously doesn't have a version of that. It's a fairly cut and dry, almost like a traditional Mario style platform, and that you kind of have an overworld and go into level yeah. after level after level. Well, I was going to ask you, Jamie, actually. Yeah. Like, everything that I've seen about Sackboy just reminds me of like those Yoshi yarn games where they're. Like, yeah. It's platforming, but it's fucking simple platforming, right? It's so, simple. Like, yeah. it, ma- it makes up for its simplicity, it makes up with in charm, right? Yes, it, it makes up for it, and there's lots of ways they're trying to layer on the charm. Like there's a uh, surprisingly like deep and interesting sort of like cosmetic customization uh, element to the game. You run looking loads of different costumes and emotes and stuff like that. There are like lots of social and connectivity stuff. There's levels that can be played in multiplayer. I don't think online multiplayer was there at launch, but I believe it is now. I haven't tried it. Some levels can only be played multiplayer, so they were like designed around co-op. Um, uh, like little things where like you're like posing for photos every, at the end of every level and like clearly things that are designed to be shared and yeah. interactive. Um, some of the level design does ramp up and they do mix things up in terms of like, it's not always just get to the end of the goal. There's always a few different things you're trying to do over the course of the level. There are some levels which mix things up like, hey, find five keys to this door or this is a level where you're going to be sliding down a slide the whole time. Um, and I've got to give a special shout out to levels that use licensed tracks in their entirety, and I, I, it completely caught me off guard. Um, what, where, what, what was the song we're talking? Well, I've I've had two experiences of it so, so far. The first one, I jump into a level. It's like the sixth level of the game. Okay, Sat Boy, big adventure, normal platformer. I hear something in the background. I'm like, that's Uptown Funk. Like, why can I hit? Why can I hit Uptown <laughs> Funk? And sure, there's like the slide, and it, and you know the Uptown Funk after the opening kind of like uh, there's a couple of bars of just sort of like they're just like there's clicking and some guys making weird mouth noises, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's a kind of like a riser, and then the song starts, and that times for as when you land and the kind of level starts, and you're like, oh shit, okay, like platforms are moving to the beat and enemies are dancing to the song, and it's it's just a full on. Like it's not like fucking you know chipmunk fire or anything like that. It's but, just up But yeah, but like why? Right. I don't know. I don't know. And then <laughs> the second t- mad. the second time I had it was even better because it was a uh, uh, cool in the gang's jungle boogie. So you're just playing Sackboy Big Adventure. And again, like, I gotta got stress, not chipmunkified, like not like fucking some polka version for Sackboy. It's just they're just playing like licensed music in the background. And it does this kind of cool thing where Lots of these levels are kind of broken up into segments. Yeah. So you have to make a choice to progress kind of from one area to the next. And they'll basically stop parts of the song at a point if you keep staying in an area. So eventually, yeah. like, the verse will just, like, keep looping the same instrumental until you actually move on. So they can make sure, like, at yeah. every four to, like, four to five times in every level, you can keep in time with the song. I don't know. Look it up for anyone that's interested. Look up maybe like the jungle boogie level. I well, don't know you're what not going to be looking it up on Twitch because that'd just be a fucking DMCA <laughs> nightmare. Right? Yeah, um, that 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 was cool, and I, I, I guess that's exemplary of like the the kind of interesting ideas that are occasionally buried deep within Sapboy and do rear their heads uh, every now and then. But beyond that, it's kind of just fine. 
It's and, one of those games and not, as well, and, sorry, I should say, and also not worth $70, in my right. opinion. I kind of feel like you, if you're sitting with someone alongside you and you're playing like a Little Big Planet game, Sackboy, I, I think you're going to have a much better time if you're playing it. But were you, I assume you were playing it on your own from, in the majority. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you yeah. could have you could have reined a you could have reined a housemate in, couldn't you? Yeah, call in a prostitute to play some games with you. How about yeah. just get someone from like I don't know next door downstairs, whatever. But that, so was, that was the most <laughs> underhanded thing you've ever said, Alex Jones. How I don't know. He might. He might. He may well have basically said that that um, Jamie is forever alone. No, I know that he lives with other people. That's what I'm saying. He, does I don't he, know how he chose. Does he? Yes, he does. Uh, He's uh, talked to be about fair, him before. Uh, Jonesy's right. I do live with other people. We just don't <laughs> play video games together. That was funny, okay. Though. Fair enough. That was, that was classic. But I kind of feel like you. Some of those games struggle when you try and play it as a solo experience because that's yeah. not like half the fun of um, Little Big Planet. I think the last one I played was Little Big Planet Two. Half the fun of that was just backhanded your friend in the face and dragging yeah. him around the level but, and. Here's the thing, Sackboy isn't a co-op game, it just has co-op levels strung through it. Oh, so you can't play Weird. every my, level. My understanding co-op. is that it's a predominantly single-player game with co-op oh, or multiplayer right. levels and stages. Oh, my mistake. Sorry, I thought you could play it kind of... Am like, I, am ooh, I, I ooh. might be mistaken, but I don't oh, know. Okay, yeah, that I could just be like a, a fact that I materialised in my own head to make myself feel better about my loneliness. <laughs> <laughs> you thought, should I go and knock on the door and get someone to play? No, you can only play this game single-player. I, I did the thing where you just uh, you you turn on the second controller, say you're doing two player, but really you're just playing the level twice, one after the other. <laughs> uh, so, what's the second game you've been um, playing this week, Jamie? Yeah, I'll touch on it very quickly because I don't actually have that much to say. But Dirt Five came to Game Pass this past week uh, for Xbox and PC, and that was for anyone wondering. That was basically like a launch game for next gen consoles. Uh, it came out in like November, so surprised to see the game come to Game Pass that quickly. And that's a series. I've always liked because I was a big Dirt 2 fan back in the day, but I haven't played for a long, long time. So I thought, fuck it, I'll just jump in. And uh, again, to like to, to repeat what <laughs> I said earlier, well, it's, it's Dirt. I just, I just can't find the enthusiasm for it. They've tried to do this weird thing in the career mode where they're like, it, do you know what it feels like? It felt like they made a racing career mode. And they were like, shit, this is just a bunch of events right after one another. What should we do to make this more interesting? They're like, what if we added the story after the fact by giving voiceover like performances to the other races that you might meet in the career mode and have them seem like their characters and have a fake podcast that happens in the game that they can go what? on. What? I, I, it's, yes. I, basically, <laughs> Dirt 5 is a game where the career mode is a series of events and they're all kind of like Dirt-style events. Again, Dirt, not Dirt Rally, so much more arcadey. Yeah. Wherein there are two other races... Uh, portrayed by Nolan North and Troy Baker. I'm not joking. Wow, you. of course. But pop up between events, either giving you voiceover where they're like uh, addressing you directly and what I presume are voicemails or maybe voice notes. I don't fucking know. But there's also a, f- a <laughs> fictional in-universe podcast hosted by these two guys who explain all the events when you do them for the first time. And then I think at various points, the characters or the races played by Nolan North and Troy Baker go on the podcast to talk about their rivalry but then you are also a racer as well so I don't know if you factor into that rivalry yourself at that some point sounds so weird dude it, it, it but I, I, I stand by what I said it felt like they realized they'd made a series of racing events and they're like <laughs> what can we do with a VO booth to, to call this a story mode <laughs> Troy Baker Nolan North let's go write the check baby 
I love that they wow. thought that if they hired Troy Baker and Nolan North, it, then they could, they'd win. They're like, we can do it. We just need Troy Baker and yeah. Nolan North and it'll work. The, in fact, like, the most mm. fascinating thing about them hiring the two of those guys is it's, I think it's the last thing they would have worked on together before they fell out. So right. Dirt 5 might be the last game to ever have Troy Baker and Nolan North <laughs> working together in any Dirt real capacity. Five. Oh but goodness. hey, if you want to experience some real sort of uh, bad chemistry between two rivals in a game, maybe that's the one you want to go for. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what maybe, ended the maybe relationship. Maybe that's the thing that made them f- fall out. Troy Baker like <laughs> yeah. went, went all method acting on his Dirt 5 role <laughs> and ended up hating Nolan North. I don't know. It's strange, and I kind of weirdly admire them for doing it, and I think the whole fictional in-universe podcast idea is actually kind of cool in a roundabout way. I just don't know how much time people have to listen to fake podcasts between races. Yeah, how, how long are the podcasts? They're like two to three minutes so far. Um, That's uh, annoying though, isn't it? To sit and listen to just people yapping. It is weird. And then the, the thing is... <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> in a game. In a g- Everyone who was about to click on the X and cancel the Super Show right now, do not... Pull your finger away. Wow, okay. Don't you turn us off. If we lose I mean in an inordinate amount of subs because of that, Jones, jeez. Deserved. <laughs> it was a matter of time. I was just going to say, though, it is strange when the thing you're listening to ends, and no matter how much you're enjoying, like the character arcs or the podcast or the hosts and so on and so forth, you still go back to a menu and just choose the next event to do. And that's why right. I think I'm finding it quite flat. It's not like yeah. Forza where you're driving from event to event and things are popping off and there's a really kind of lush environment to explore. Forza Horizon, I should say, not Forza Motorsport. Yeah, yeah. Um, which, to be honest, if you were going to uh, get Game Pass to play a racing game, I'd say Forza Horizon over Dirt over 5, Dirt, to, be, yeah. to be perfectly honest. I think honest. it's like... It's not a bad game, but... You, you just... I think with games like this, they just need to know what they are, right? Like, it, there's, there's nothing wrong with not having a career mode and not driving from place to place but then again that doesn't necessarily belong in an arcadey style thing yeah yeah it, it it's a strange one uh for that reason it's just also got a very strange identity like yeah uh like i, I always very fondly remember dirt too because that felt like the synergy between the soundtrack and the presentation and just the feel of that game all came together in a way that this one doesn't. It tries to do some Forza Horizon style kind of like festivaly elements, but the soundtrack doesn't really hit. It's gone for more of a sort of a punk rocky kind of thing, from what I can sense so right. far. I don't know. Weird. It's it's a mismatch of things, and fu- it's but it's like Sat Boy. Fundamentally, it's a good racing game. Like the driving model's fun. It's a, it's very arcadey enough that you can nail how the drift feels after one or two laps of your very first race, and you're throwing your back end round corners like no one's business. It's a good laugh, but there's just not enough for me to want to do more than maybe like the 10 events that I've already done there. Like I'm struggling to find reasons to keep going. Yeah. I love it when they have really bad uh, stories in racing games because they're so, they're so badly done, even when they're done, um, you know, as part of the production process of the game. So the idea of an add on after the game (laughs) does make me laugh. To be fair, that was me speculating. That could have been the plan from the very beginning uh, they could have. Doesn't like, that make it worse? If that's yeah, I think that makes it worse. <laughs> if they were like, oh, "I've got a great idea. We're just going to use VO and we're going to use this these podcasts in between each race." Yeah, yeah. I was going to say <laughs> though that don't slag off uh, racing games with stories in general because the original Need for Speed Most Wanted, uh, which I think is called Need for Speed Blacklist in some areas, had an amazing story, and the main bad guy was called. I'm looking it up because I'd forgotten, but I know it's good. 
Here we go. I'm not going to be able to find it now. Brace yourself. There was a guy in that game called Razor Callahan. That's good enough. Shout out to Need for Speed Most Wanted 2005 edition. Wow. Some of those, some of the uh, like Need for Speed and the Street Racer games, the stories in those are, are oh, so bro. bad because they have to, they have to like, I, I want to say, was it Need for Speed? Like, is what, it Heat? What, one no, of the no, most no, recent What's ones? the one before oh, yeah, with Heat? the police? With the police. But you have to, <laughs> oh, in yeah, order to make too, yeah. you a justifiable street racer, which is incredibly dangerous and can end in like death and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. So they have to make the police um, exponentially worse than you as a character to make you the morally, um, like the good person in that whole situation. So they make the police in that game like worse than the Gestapo in World War II. <laughs> like they are so insanely evil. Like I want to say at one point, they're going to just straight up, they're talking about how they're going to murder you. Um, and like hide dude, it yeah at the start of that game they fucking did they like throw a dude off a bridge or something and that's it yeah they think yeah. he's in the bag but he's not or something and then they chuck the bag they they have to make those police so evil and it's it's ridiculous <laughs> it's ridiculous like, so that's, that's why, that's why I like the Need for Speed Underground because it was just like yeah just go race you you you, you, you liked uh, the Fast and the Furious it's that but in a yeah. game they had some cool, cool sort of weird. Was it was it that one that had the um, the cutscenes where it was sort of like very MTV, very crazy? It was just some like woman telling you what the next race yes, you were going to yeah, do. Yeah, is. and they had like models doing the who was the fucking Holly Valance. Hey. Could have been, but that worked. <laughs> that was fine. Like that does seem a little bit, you know cringy sometimes but it works in that kind of game you don't need loads of exposition yeah. about Do, why you're racing Do you remember when, uh, when they rebooted Need for Speed as just Need for Speed and the story was told in live action cutscenes like FMV cutscenes <laughs> from a first person perspective where you're like going around giving people fist bumps and obviously because they're trying to get this kind of seedy undergroundy feel like there were lots of like dodgy characters and meeting in bars and stuff like that but they can't <laughs> accidentally promote drink driving so alcohol is replaced with monster energy in every single scenario so you go to these like dingy bars and there's like the bikers <laughs> playing pool and there's the, the angry bartender looking at you you walk up to the table of all your buddies and like everyone like cheersing monster energy it's like what the <laughs> fuck is going on that's great oh man that's i love great. that that's brilliant <laughs> oh well let's uh do you know what i was going to say chris what have you been playing this week but i actually oh. know one of the things you played this week because i watched you stream some of it on twitch at uh hot panic yes is, you um, did twitch and that was Titan- hot panic indeed and that was titanfall 2 yes, yes. it was titanfall 2 <laughs> uh yeah i watched some um, same still going through that game uh Obviously not my first rodeo with Titanfall 2. I fucking love Oh, that's that game actually place. that's actually a very good pun if you think about it. Cuz rodeoing is the official term for like like riding, riding on the, the back mechs. of a of a Titan. Oh. So if you think about it, Chris is actually Chris is Who's the smart teenage mutant ninja turtle? Who's the most intelligent one? Uh Donatello. 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 So Chris Donatello, I had to break it to you. Yeah. Sorry, Jonesy. I'm I'm taking the there crown. Uh but yeah, that game as old as it is, and I've said it last week, but it still plays like shockingly well. It's not that old of a game, but it's funny. Like you play games like COD and Warzone, and whatever, where they've got like decent movement systems, etc. And you go back to a game like Titanfall, or you just boot up Apex, and you realize just how far the goalposts have moved in terms of like FPS movement, and that people still can't catch up. It's mad. It's mad to me. Um, but yeah, great game, great story. Uh, I think probably there's about one more stream left and I'll finish the game. Um, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. Maybe I'll 
dip into dip my toes into some of that multiplayer action. But mm. the uh, that's not the the main game that I've been playing recently because I, I've been tempted, fellas. The the Twitter echo chamber <laughs> has got <laughs> me all, all all feeling all sorts of things. And this week it was Loop Hero, which uh, people can't stop seem to be gushing about. Uh, and I was like, okay, cool. I could do some Loop Hero. I could do some Loop Hero. It's a it's a very fucking interesting game. So you it's it's like a roguelike where you're you have a character that you cannot control and it goes around a set path and it keeps on going until it dies, basically. But every time it kills something in its way, let's say, um, it drops certain items or quote unquote cards. I know Jones is gonna feel funny about the word cards, but you know, for lack of a better term, just a thing, right? And that thing could be like, oh, you can now place a cemetery next to where the path is, and that'll spawn more creatures. And the more creatures you kill, the more additional cards you get. Some of them spawn more creatures. Some of them increase your stats. Some of them just give you um, items because it's got like a little paper doll thing like Diablo where you go, okay, here's your shield. Here's your armor, you know, blah, 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 your your ring, etc. And... The way I described this to Jamie the other night on, on one of our WhatsApp chats is it's like an idle clicker, but that's not idle because you're constantly doing things, but you are never in control of the main thing, which is this character going around this set path that goes in a loop around and around. So each each like iteration of the loop kind of gets more and more complex, right? It's Right, yeah. It, That's a, not what I thought that game was at all. I thought it was like a turn-based roguelike. No. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 very interesting. It's very unique. It's not that expensive. It's worth kind of taking up. I think Steam has it like fourteen percent off at the moment, or whatever it is. Not not madness, but I think I paid something like ten pounds for it. Um, mm-hmm. It's very cool. Very awesome story. Um, very awesome music. Gameplay is kind of very addictive. I I just wanted to dip my toes into it. I ended up playing playing it for about like two and a half hours. Um, and really looking forward to playing more. But the one caveat I, I've got to say is in playing those two and a half hours, I don't know how much more there is to the formula. You, you'd imagine right. that there'd be a lot more, right? But it's, I, I get the sense that I've seen majority of what I can see. What are you working towards? Like, so what is yeah so okay so so the story is that like the world has been destroyed by this like lich okay but you somehow have survived and your memories are slowly coming back so when it starts off you're like oh where am i and you're on the path and as you kill your first creature it's like oh shit i remember there was a forest nearby and one of the items you get is a forest that you put down and the forest gives you a passive ability that after each day cycle you regen some health Right. So, and it's like, okay. oh, and that's how it goes. And the idea is that you are rebuilding the idea of this world and the idea of its inhabitants. And then you meet up with other people because they've also kind of started to wake up from this like existence. And you need to, your world is now stuck in a loop going towards the oblivion that happened. And you have to stop this lich from doing it. It's interesting. It's very, very kind of like, it, it's funny playing that game. I was like, you could take this kind of concept concept and adapt it in like so many different ways it could it it could be really cool but i have a sneaking suspicion i've seen a lot of what that game has to offer within the first two hours i hope i'm wrong i really do hope i'm wrong and i'll report next week as to if i am or not um yeah no it's cool it's it's really cool 
Um, okay, that and I guess it's, encouraging. Yeah, I guess it's a nice game as well if you want to, if you just want to play something that you can log in, play for twenty minutes, and then log out. It's definitely that kind of a game as well. Although, you know, you're getting into a new game. That's why I was like, okay, let me just kind of get sucked in here. You get sucked off but by the game. I get. Uh, I guess what I'm wondering though is like with other sort of like recent. Uh, popular roguelikes over the last couple of years like yeah. dead cells is something we've both played a lot of yeah the amount of dead cells you wanted to play wasn't necessarily dependent on whether or not you were seeing new stuff per se do you think loop hero is something that necessitates you having more to see so to speak or do you think you get to a point where you're like oh i was right i have actually seen everything within three hours but because well, the fundamentals are so fun i'll keep going I think I think it's maybe a balance. I think that's probably what they're striving for because there is a lot of stuff that you can... So after you like the little tutorial playthrough, there is a lot of stuff that it says, hey, this is locked and you can unlock this. So basically what happens is you get to a little area outside of the battle where it's like a, a settlement and you can help build up that settlement. But in order to get that set settlement built up, you need resources, which means you need to go into battle to get those resources. So there's... Like, I've only unlocked three buildings out of, say, I don't know, 15. And the buildings allow oh. you to do different things, and you can upgrade the buildings, which increase things, blah, blah, blah. Then there's the card element side of it, where the more you play, you unlock new cards, and you've got a quote-unquote deck. So you could swap out a cemetery for, say, a vampire's castle, and they do different things for you. And then as you're playing them around, and then they get dropped by the creatures that you kill, you can place them on the map, Blah blah blah. It's it's very interesting. There's a lot of kind of like progression built into the game. I can see that much, sure. But like Yeah. I, I get what you're saying with the Dead Souls things. Like you play one game of Dead Souls, you understand the mechanics, and there's not much more to the mechanics of the game beyond that playthrough. Hmm. But you keep on going back because you want to see the variance, this, that, the other. Maybe I haven't played enough to kind of You also want to go further, right? That's the main thing about like something like Dead Cells is you want to go Oh you, yeah. You get to a point where you die and then you like the the thing is I've got to get past that point like I've got to go further. Yeah. I have to get more. So Whereas it it does an interesting thing right where you're in a battlefield for as long as you want and you can infinitely loop this battlefield. Okay, well not not really infinitely because there's another timer that fills up after each loop and it's like very slow and incremental but what that does is when it hits the end of that timer it summons the lich to your map. And you can't right. kill him because he's like way fucking overpowered. And that's where the roguelike kind of thing comes in because you will die, but then you'll re you'll keep your cards and your experience, etc. And that's kind of where it kind of builds up to is say like an end game. What you want to do is you want to kill this lich. Uh. And I guess you go to different battlefields and then the lich will come to different battlefields, etc. But yeah, I, I'm hoping it's deeper because it does seem quite deep at the moment. Okay. Yeah, I, I I can't recommend it enough. It's it's really cool. Like Sounds, what, um, what people are saying about it is justified. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's a long year, but it sounds like an early contender for loop game of the year. <laughs> I mean it's gonna, oh, have, I don't know, it's gonna have some That's stiff a, competition in a couple yeah. of months, but uh yeah, well, it's a good look, start. I've I've heard that uh, Hideo Kojima's Death Loop get it? Because Death Stranding and Death Loop, but then it's also the arcane game and Never mind. Yeah, no, so no, I, I know what you did. I just don't get why it's funny. I don't. I'm tired, fellas. <laughs> right. And the reason why I'm tired, because the last thing that I want to talk about, which is not gaming related, is for some 
sad act reason, I've started watching <laughs> The O.C. again. Because I used to watch it when I was younger. Hell is that yeah. what you're trying to do? You're trying to recapture your youth? That's why the hair is to... down. <laughs> is, it, is, it on, is it on Netflix, is it? Or where, uh, where are you watching no, it? No, it's on all four. Oh, <laughs> oh is it? All no. four? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, all seasons. So I, I started watching I don't know, like, I really liked it when I was growing up. Um, I say growing up, I was like fucking 19 when it started. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, for some reason, just being a bit introspective and that that show came out in a particular time of my life that I guess I'm just kind of like reflecting on at the moment. So it makes sense and I'm enjoying it. It's cool. It's got a, a banging soundtrack, you know, especially that, that theme tune, man. <sighs> California. Oh, is that what that's from? Yeah. Yeah. I remember okay. everyone watching it like, and I never got into it, but it was every, it was everywhere. Like when it was on and everyone was talking about the time, but it's yeah. something I could never get into. It was cool, dude. When, when it was the time that it was like actually airing, uh, maybe, maybe in the middle of the second season, I, I had realized something about myself is that when I was much younger, all my cousins would watch like fucking, what was it? Beverly Hills 90210 right. and, and shit like that. And I was like, and what was the other one? Melrose Place or whatever. And I used to fucking hate them, like, with such a passion. And I never understood why my older cousins would, like, tune in every single week, religiously follow these storylines. I was like, this is the dullest shit I've ever seen. And then halfway through the OC season two, I was like, I am my cousins. I've, I've, <laughs> I figured it out now. I get it. Okay, cool. Yeah. For me, the only thing I did with that was, like, uh, that sort of, like, kiddie drama stuff was, like, Heartbreak High. Heartbreak, Heartbreak High? High? And um, uh, Neighbours. Of course, neighbors. Like, neighbors is on like twice a day religiously. Yeah. I don't know if it still is. It, I, I, I can tell you it is because you know what? My wife is neighbors and home and away. She is wow. mental still, about them. Yeah, she those two. Them. Well, because it's escapism, right? And she loves Australia <laughs> and they're always showing off like the panoramas of the beach and shit. So it's like, yeah, cool. Wow. They, right, yeah. Yeah. How they've we, been. Sorry, mate. Go on. I was going to say, how old were you guys during these phases? Just so I can try and place. Which phases? Like. Uh, like, well, Chris, your OC phase and Jonesy, your whatever it was, heartbreak. Yeah, so I reckon I was like 19, because it was like early 2000s when the OC came out, right? Yeah. Okay. I was like 10 or 11, I guess. Wait, so your phases for these weird, like, shows were a decade apart from each other? No, but the, yeah, but the yeah. shows were directed at different audiences, though. Yeah, one was like, the, the ones are, they were much more kiddie. Like uh, neighbors is was but neighbors isn't kiddie, but in the sense of it used to play at the end of like kids shows on British yeah. television. So you'd come home and it would play uh, right for the people who've just come home from school. Yeah, I don't know why, but then then they'd play it again. Oh. I guess in the evening. <laughs> I guess yeah, where's yeah. where's the OC? Jamie is more like uh, you know you got high school students who are alcoholics and taking drugs and shit and beating the shit out of each yeah. other and fucking each other. That's why I watch it because you know. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds more interesting than uh, <laughs> than the kiddie versions, I guess. A little yeah. bit of drama in there. <laughs> yeah, was, but it's, was, it's but yeah. yeah, Jonesy's right. It's cut from the same cloth. You know, it's a it's just a more mature thing of the same fucking storylines, to be honest. And then yeah. you progress on to like, I don't know, what Porn EastEnders, <laughs> Pornhub. <laughs> yeah, let's say like EastEnders and Coronation Street and Eminem. Now, that's see again, that's what you did. You. I was, I was going to say Hollyoaks. I that never watched any. Of, no, I never watched any of those. That's what I'm saying. But other people do. I think yeah. I stopped watching them after I stopped those sort of ones. I just didn't watch <laughs> soaps anymore. That wasn't really my thing. My mummy saw Eastenders though. But mom, like yeah, that mom, side, mom, soaps, yeah. we're going to have to move on because we've talked yeah. about 
soap operas for far too long. But what? Have, <laughs> yeah, okay. But what have you been playing, Jonesy? Do you know what? I haven't been playing much this week. I think I touched on it earlier. Um, the only thing I've really been playing is a bit of Rocket League, which um, I got back into. I think I said last week, actually, yeah, you did, was yeah. because Robin uh, from Just Interesting, he streamed a bit and it made me want to play more Rocket League. And that game is free. <laughs> I thought, why not hop in <laughs> and play a bit? Um, but I've been playing some with, uh, yeah, some of the guys from our Discord. So that's been that's been pretty cool. Um, it's a weird game to try and get back into, in a sense. like it's Because it's one of those things where it's really easy to get back into. And Rocket League is my go-to for a really successful online multiplayer game because it's so simple. Yeah. But some of the people, it's, it's like any other game like that, some of the people you come up against are so goddamn good because you can tell they never stopped playing it <laughs> and they have just got too good at that game. Um, I think we played, I was playing, so I was playing with Peaswad from our, uh, one of our patrons and we played a team who... I swear to God, they didn't drop the ball once. They would just hit it to each other, like pass it, and then hit it, jump, go into the air and pass it to each other in the air. And then, but they wouldn't. They weren't scoring goals. They were just passing it around the field. <laughs> They're just doing just, the it, uh, uh, Brazilian football team style. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Brazilian just a little football. bit of tikka taka. And then they would only shoot when they. They. I think. I think it ended up being like maybe four nil or something. But it could have been fifty. If they yeah, wanted but you to see that, but that's bullshit though, Jonesy, because that's a that's a fucking failure on the matchmaking, right? Oh, for yeah, for sure. Like I, I think these guys were specifically going around just playing around with people that were shit compared to them, <laughs> um, which I suppose is fair enough. But yeah. the the level of skill was was impressive. Like I've, yeah, I mean they they I wouldn't be surprised if they were yeah. um, streamers and they Dude, were listen, you know that Rocket League is the I, I just can't wrap my head around how to play that game because. I don't know. You're right. The, the amount of skill that Rocket League can open up to people that practice it religiously is absolutely insane. The way they fucking do shit. Like, like you say, oh, they were just passing the ball and the ball never dropped the ground. Like, I know that that is not an exaggeration. <laughs> That's the shit that you could do in Rocket League. But yeah. it's mental. Uh, they, to be fair, we we did we managed to get the ball off them maybe five or six times in the entire game. Um, but when I say get it off them, it was like we hit it away from them and they recovered it almost straight away. Um, yeah, and it was it was truly impressive. Um, so fair play to them. One of the things that I found odd about Rocket League and how it's changed is that they've switched out the. I think it did it change developers or publishers or something, but they changed the system no. about how they do the I mean, uh, Epic bought them. Oh, right. Okay. So that, yeah, that, yeah, but it's still wide. the same devs, though. Yeah, under the same devs. Yeah. But they've, they've changed how they implement their um, uh, their drops and their uh, decals and the cars that you can buy and the customization options. So they've they changed oh, right. it so that you can't get things in quite the same way. So it's now a, a, a battle pass and, or rocket pass, I think they call it. And as you play along, you get XP and you unlock yeah. crates and you can get random drops. But it's, it kind of seems a bit less accessible with how you can get things in the game. And there are some of those, you know, skins and things that are that it seems like a real pain in the ass to get, and you'd have to dump quite a bit of money into that game to get um, some decent stuff, which is it, which is weird. Yeah. I am, um, it's fine, it's fine, but it's a little odd. It just makes you kind of go, I want the DeLorean that they did back in whatever, and you're like, yeah, you can't get that anymore. Oh, yeah, impossible. I mean, a lot of that licensed stuff you had to pay for from as soon as it launched, right? Yeah, well, but I did, think yeah. I think what Jonesy's saying is, if it was tied to a battle pass, it would be at the end of a battle pass, and in order for you to do that. You actually would have had to have played religiously for a month or so, or yeah. sunk so much money, like ten times the amount that you would have bought if it was just in the store, like it used to be, where it's like 
Here's a DeLorean skin. It costs X amount and you can buy it and you own it and that's it. I think that's, yeah, that for me is the thing is you may, I think, Jamie, back in the day, you probably could have bought those sorts of skins for money, but it, now it seems like it's a lot more expensive or you've got to pay a load of money to get through the battle pass and yeah. stuff. I mean, I'd have to look into the, the actual numbers, but I but was I, surprised by how much it costs to get through some of those yeah. tiers. I would and say, though, how much it, it doesn't cost the, me, but the battle, the battle passes, you're, you're not meant to spend, the, like if you're spending the money to get through the tiers, you're not playing the game enough. Yeah, yeah. Sure, but in some instances, if you're not playing the game enough and you say, I want X, you, you wouldn't like to, Chris it, yeah. is saying, you can't just buy the you skin. you to play the game ha- more. Yeah, but some people won't won't be able to, right? If you're a person who hasn't got the time. Then you don't get the reward. Like, I've, like I've, played a, <laughs> I've played a lot of that game, actually, so I'm, I'm going through it quite quickly, but I can see that there would be people who won't get particularly far, especially if you're not scoring goals, if you're then, not getting then, assists. Then don't if buy you're not, it. But that's kind of mean for people that aren't very good at it. Like... I don't know. I'd feel a bit... If you, no, someone wasn't it, very good, didn't get any points, it's, it's didn't like, get through the like, levels, like, I'd feel a little like, bit bad I'm, for it's like I'm running. It's like I'm holding an event. It's a race. It's a it's a, it's a 500 metre race, but it's actually got a time limit. And if you don't finish the race in time, then um, then then you just have to stop running wherever you are. And someone comes to me and says, sorry, I paid to enter the 500 metre race, and by the time the time was up, <laughs> I'd only run 100 metres. And I'm like... Well, then why did you enter to run the 500 meter race? You, you, fucking you know what idiot. I love about uh, Jamie's kind of analogies is on the surface, you're like, oh, fuck, he's got a point. But then you realize that he's comparing <laughs> a real fucking race to a game <laughs> where you were saying that some casual just wants to play for like fucking yeah. 10 minutes each week or whatever. And he just wants a fucking DeLorean skin. It's it, like, yeah. yes, but no. Yeah, but then, the but then, time, but then, then they're then, not allowed. Then, no, Chris, they're then, not allowed. But then, they no, shouldn't sorry, play the game. Yeah, in fact, they shouldn't be in the race if they're not yeah. prepared to I'm be good sorry. at the game. And I'm actually, sorry, Jones, if you buy the, the battle pass and you don't finish it to completion, then the FBI are going to come through and bend you over and spank your cheeks. No, I'm sorry. Like you go and look in like the subreddits or the forums for long running games like your World of Warcrafts and your Destinies and stuff like that. Then yeah. one of the number one things a lot of people complain about the longer time stretch of times these get ongoing games exist for is that they want things to be rewards. They want the cars they go to use the Rocket League as an example. The cars they're going into matches with the skins, the decals, the fucking the jet streams, the goal. They want the thing to be like, oh shit, that guy completed the season three battle pass. If you could just say like, oh, I'm playing Rocket League for the first time in five years, but I've got an unlimited bank account, so I can buy whatever I want and make it look like I completed this battle pass or that battle pass, and blah blah. You blah. can do that. You no, can buy the battle pass. No, and get, but not old shit. No, no, but you can. But if you'd have been, if like Chris said, and if yeah, I was saying, someone, play, someone barely someone, plays if, the game. If someone comes, could, if, if someone comes around now and says, "I want to buy the entire battle pass and not play the game," then yeah, sure, let them do it. But the idea that someone like doesn't have enough time to finish the entire battle pass and says, "Well, I should be allowed to have whatever I want from the stuff I didn't accomplish." Bullshit. Accomplish it. But then what about you those people that are just buying guess it? what? Then you're yeah, rewarding jo- the people Jersey's that do. just saying that it's a bit of a shame. He's not like... Sorry, I'm on, I'm on your side here, it's a, yeah, Okay, like, Jonesy's like, right. It's a shame that people didn't get the prizes they didn't win. Learn. It's a shame no, that ev- it's a shame that everyone who goes to the carnival didn't walk home with the big teddy bear that they didn't win. But they didn't... These those. So th- example, <laughs> for the example one that I use, the DeLorean, like you didn't win that anyway. Like you bought that. That was DLC. That's so a, you didn't yeah, that's win what, it. Yeah, that's a, so that's why it's an irrelevant example. How's... No, it's not irrelevant. I'm saying when you switch, especially from like one system to another and you have a whole load of stuff which is which people say, oh, I would have liked that. And then to make it not 
like not accessible is one thing. I can get why they do that. Things get discontinued. But then to have a battle pass system, which actually seems kind of pricey if you weren't someone who had the time um, or you weren't, you know, of a skill level to get through the battle pass. I don't know. I find it, I found it odd that they, because they also have a time limited shop where you have a real brief window in order to buy uh, cars and skins and things. So you would never know what's coming up next, but it's going to be a few days. So by the time you've got through the battle pass, you don't know what's going to be in the shop. Like something like Warzone to me makes more sense when they have a lot more available to buy. If you want to buy it, you can buy this and that and skins and whatever. And you can do the battle pass. Rocket yeah. League have kind of gone for the random drop battle pass thing, some decals, do the rocket pass. But the sh- the shop to me just seems a bit messy and a bit like you can either spend 20 quid and get... You've got to get that though somehow though, Jonesy. And I will, I will say in defense of battle passes, I think, I, think, I think any online game just should have a battle pass because while while i do get you and i'm i'm fully on your side that it's a shame and maybe it would be nice to have options either way um I, from my dota experience whenever there's a battle pass i have a much better time than whenever there isn't a battle pass so I, battle I like a battle cool. pass yeah i like a battle pass i do like I, that. I, and I, for what it's worth i will say i agree with jonesy that like it it would be nice for whenever there are like prestige items or especially items in the case of Rocket League are attached to other licenses and have an appeal beyond just the nature of like the car or the skin or whatever it is because it's the DeLorean or it's Ghostbusters or whatever the fuck it is that giving someone the option to just buy it if they want it is nice but I also just think that like looking at a battle pass and saying oh god I really want the thing that's at the end of the battle pass that's unfair that's just the nature of battle passes I, so I didn't mean, yeah, I didn't mean it was unfair. I just meant it seemed, it just, yeah, it seemed like very price gatey compared well, to what like I used to with Battle Pass. Everyone wants the thing that's at the end of the Battle Pass. That's the way, that's why Battle Pass is the that's thing. That's why they they're, yeah. the, the Battle Passes sell you on the fact that you're in, you're, you're lured in by the, your desire to obtain items that you're never going to play the game long enough to actually get. Sure, and then, and then they do it, and, and and they get you to do it every three months, and that's why, for as much as battle passes are cool and they feel like a reward, there's a reason every game has a battle pass now, <laughs> like it especially money. free to yeah. play. Yeah, they exactly. Make money. They, like game companies don't do things that don't make them money, and if every single free to play game in the world right now, from like Apex to Fortnite to Warzone and to even the even Dota has some equivalent to a battle pass, it's because it makes them fucking millions of dollars of idiots like us. <laughs> but I, I think it, to your point um, and what you said before about like other games that do it better and then you look at people that don't do it particularly well I think the thing that struck me about Rocket League is so take Apex for example and what you've just said there if you saw a skin in Apex that you liked it was legendary level you can pretty much just go and buy it if you wanted to um, you could pick the skin go and buy it and uh, by buying in-game currency get the character get the skin go and do it no, no, Rocket no League, Apex you, doesn't work that way I thought you could if Apex, you go into the... Apex, no, because you have to craft the stuff. And you need the certain crafting oh God, materials. Know, as long as I've been, since I've played Apex. <laughs> I thought, though, if you, go into, I thought if you go into that list of skins, you can go and buy I swear you, I like swear a you're legendary cra- I swear you're crafting them, not buying them. But, so, but you can use... Can you buy the, the stuff you need to craft them? I don't know if you can. I think oh, the okay, only thing you can Maybe buy... You can buy character... The things you can buy directly with money are the yeah. legends themselves... The loot boxes, the battle pass, and what's ever in a rotating store, whatever featured in a rotating right, store. Right. I oh, want okay, to say 
the way you guarantee yourself access to the skin you want is by spending crafting materials that are acquired by leveling up. Right. So every oh, time you level up, you get, or uh, sometimes, so every time you level up, and at a certain point, every other time you level up, you get in a certain amount of a crafting material. If you accrue, accrue a certain amount of that, then you can craft like a legendary that you want. I don't think you can buy them outright right. unless they're in the store. Okay. I oh, know. Fair enough then. So it's not, it's not as I thought. Ah, uh, well, you know, whatever then. I just, I like the idea that. I like the idea that you can go and say, oh, I like this, and then get it, as opposed to some point in the next couple of years, that thing might be available on the Battle Pass, or something I like might be available. So, like, sorry, yeah. I, I, like, you're, you're missing a trick here, bro. All you have to do <laughs> is find them, like, get in touch on WhatsApp with someone who works at the company and mail them $1,000, and they'll get you all the cards you want. Ah. So as that. But hey, look, we need to move shout, on. Shout anyway. out to the homies at EA. <laughs> We need to move on because uh, we've got a couple of uh, news topics to talk about. Hell yeah, we So, do. first up, guys, Bethesda and Microsoft's merger has finally been approved. Um, I think it was, I want to say it was last year that we talked about this um, when they actually came yeah. out with it. I think um, it was, so um, was it the states had approved it and it was just waiting for like EU approval or something like that? Because I want to, it was with regard to um, what you call it. Was it monopoly stuff that they would they were just checking that they wouldn't give them some sort of monopoly, or was it? I wasn't sure why the EU of. I believe I read a, a, a statement this past yeah. week that implied that like they had checked that stuff, and yeah, it was all clear that it wasn't going to endanger the market or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so they've um, they have confirmed that the previously honoured, uh, sorry, previously announced timed exclusives uh, will be honoured um, back catalogue. Um, of Bethesda games is going to go on uh, Game Pass possibly this Friday. The document is telling me, which yeah, there've cool. been there've been a bunch of uh, listings. So Evil Within, I believe, um, Skyrim, uh, Skyrim spe- Special Edition or Ultimate Edition, and Fallout Four, like whatever the special. I think edition. it was Game they're, of they're the all, Year Edition. Yeah, they're all touted to drop probably on the day that this podcast goes out, which is uh, on the twelfth. Which is some pretty cool games for Game Pass to get hold of. I, li- I like, like Bethesda have got a very strong back catalogue to kind of say, did you ever play this? Do you want to play it again? Yeah, dude. Like, that's, like, I think that's quality. Especially if you go to some of the more obscure ones that a lot of people didn't get access to, like Prey, as an example. Right. Um, I think they were talking about the uh, the Wolfenstein games. So fine, you know, Wolfenstein's done really well, but how many people have played Wolfenstein Old Blood? You know, that's probably right. going to be on Games Pass as well. Only question mark I have is is it going to be I mean it's presumably going to be PC and Xbox game passes don't see why it wouldn't be hmm. but yeah hope it's, so. it's you'd cool. hope so yeah, yeah. Uh, so new games, of course, now that Bethesda comes under the Xbox umbrella, um, could be Xbox exclusives. Mm. Uh, could be timed, so you know might come to other platforms as well. But that does kind of make it a bit interesting if you want to, if you're on a PlayStation, you want to get hold of a, a new Bethesda game when it drops, and you can't get hold of it. But I guess we'll um, <laughs> we will have to see. But um, there is a statement from Xbox that they released a couple of days ago. Do you want to? Can I give you a little bit of the blur? Let's hear it, Alex Jones. Uh, so they've said now that now that it has gone official, uh, they've said it's an exciting day for Xbox because they've officially completed the acquisition of Zenimax Media, parent company of Bethesda Softworks. It's an honor to welcome the eight incredibly talented development studios: Bethesda Game Studios, ID Software, Zenimax Online Studios, Arcane, Machine Games, Tango Gameworks, Alpha Dog, and Roundhouse Studios. Um, so it's a pretty it's a pretty big deal. Like I think, um, yeah, it's probably why it took the EU. A uh, little time to to confirm it, but it's a. 
I, do you know what? I've got Game Pass, so for me, it's yeah. I'm like, this is great. <laughs> and and yeah. that's the whole. That's kind of the whole reason for it, right? Is because if you want to play future Bethesda games, the best place to play them it's on it's on Game Pass, baby. With the exception, with the exception of the next two Bethesda games that are still PlayStation Five exclusives, yeah, which is yeah. utterly bizarre. But that's no, but that's say. that's pre-existing contracts. Like you've yeah, got exactly. to honor those. Yeah. You've got to honor that. that- but that would have been scum if they'd have if they'd have like undone those. Can you imagine if they'd like reversed it? Like, hey, turns out Death Loops an Xbox exclusive. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops, that would have been outrageous. Um, but yeah, I guess the question is like timed timed versus permanent, right? Mm. Yeah, man, I, I it's got to be time. Surely, would they really push for? So, like- so when I was streaming Titanfall last, someone asked about it, and I said from from my point of view it doesn't make any sense for it to be permanent exclusives. It makes zero sense. If they if they make a timed exclusives, I would imagine all future Bethesda titles to be timed exclusives. If you say like one to two year time frame, because what's going to happen is if if a game like, let's say Starfield, which is probably going to be the next big Bethesda game that's going to come out, right? Yeah. You say Starfield comes out, it looks fucking amazing. Everyone's kind of talking about it. It's being memed everywhere, much like Skyrim was when it dropped and, you know, what have you. You you get in your echo chamber on your social medias and you're seeing it happen and you're like, damn, that looks cool. Damn, I want to play that. But I've only got a PlayStation. Okay, fine. I'll wait for it to get out of its timed exclusive so I can play it. And you play it and you're like, okay, cool. I see what all the fuss about is all about or whatever. Like this is hypothetical scenario. The next time a hyped Bethesda game comes out, like let's say Elder Scrolls 6, you're going to think to yourself, I don't want to wait for that timed exclusive. I don't want to miss out on all of that. I'm going to hook up Games Pass. And by that time, Games Pass will be on, you know, xCloud, your mobile phone, your tablets, your PC, whatever you want, probably even your smart TV. So all it is, the way I see it, is a trigger to get people on Games Pass, regardless of whatever platform you're I'm, on. Already. I'm confused to the argument you're making. You're suggesting yeah. that timed exclusives, yeah, like wh- will. Why would a timed exclusive be better at pushing people to Game Pass than a full exclusive? Because you're giving people the taste of that game, and then you saying, "Hey, you can have this game like the next game that comes out. You can have it in two years' time, or you could just get it straight away." With Games Pass, because what Microsoft has done is they've lowered the barrier to enter on Games Pass so much that that makes that that's the easiest. But, but, thing but to I do. mean, who, you're saying that the taste, like who needs to play? Let's say that the, the the order. Let's take the two big ones, Starfield and Elder Scrolls Six, and let's say they yeah. come out in that order. Yeah, sure. Who need who? How many people are there out there that need to play Starfield a year after release to go? Oh shit! I will get Game Pass for the Elder Scrolls Six. I I, I think you. I personally think you'd be surprised. I think you'd be so surprised. So we're not. I, I we're just not don't, saying. I don't know how many people out there need a taste of Bethesda games. Like these no, are- they don't need a, a taste of Bethesda games. But I think what it's going to do is it's going to say to people who thought that they could wait for the timed exclusive to realize that they don't want to wait. I think I get what Chris means in some sense. Like if if you tie a new Fallout game, a new, I mean, I suppose it depends on what you play, but a new Doom game um, or something, you know any of these to a timed exclusive or a permanent exclusive, I think those titles can shift uh, people from one console to another. Like I could see that happening. I find it, although I kind of disagree with the Game Pass angle, because they're, they're not suggesting that any new Bethesda game is going to drop on Game Pass on release, right? It will. They're just saying, 
Oh, it will. They are saying that. Well, yeah, because technically then Bethesda becomes first-party Microsoft content, and Microsoft yeah. has come out and said that all first-party content drops day one on Games Pass. Oh, wow. Okay, because what I would have thought is if it wasn't on Game Pass for a while, then that would switch people over. Because at the moment, if I want to, and as you were saying, when um, when um, you can play games across Game Pass on all devices and browsers and whatever, if anything, it's going to make you not switch to Xbox. It's just going to make you sign up to Game Pass for ah, a month to play whatever that, that, game that's you want to play. Point. And the second part of what I was saying on the stream was, I'm pretty certain that Microsoft wants to get out of the hardware business. Oh, I see. oh, right. So you're saying suggesting uh, they're just going to go to a service. Yeah, so I, that, just, I, I know. I, I know Jamie's on. Jamie's groaning, but yeah, that, that's very far down. I, I, I don't I know, think. But. I don't. I don't think the company that wants to get out of the hardware business comes into the new generation releasing twice as many consoles as their nearest competitor. <laughs> so one, also the, very... one the most powerful, the other the least powerful. Like they're targeting the most hardware purchases they've ever targeted. I don't think yeah, I don't see they're, how they're, they're getting out. Yeah, and they're selling out. the most that they've sold, but I, I still I think, stand by it. Realistically as well, Fair you're enough. saying they want to get out of the hardware business in seven to eight years' time, right? Which would be yeah, roughly exactly. a generational yeah, like, length. Would but then be... this would be a weird time to pull the pull the trigger on a Bethesda deal with game... I don't know, because it makes me think I don't need to switch to getting an Xbox to play any of these because I can just play them on Game Pass. Yeah, but you don't because they're not interested in selling you an Xbox. They're interested you in they getting want... Game Pass. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I can't, and and I this this I has been this has been said by fucking Full Spencer. It's it's a fact. Mm. Well, the saying that is that you're a lot more likely to buy a Game Pass um, login to play a new Bethesda game than you are to buy an Xbox. So actually, maybe it is really smart, and they'll get you know the, they'll get ten million people say, do you know what? I'm going to sign up for Game Pass because I want to play yeah. Elder yeah. Scrolls Six. I want to play Starfield. The only thing, I, the only place I think I maybe disagree is that just. I don't think timed exclusive strategy gets more Game Pass signups. I think the full exclusive strategy does. I don't think it matters personally because I think if you want to play that game when it releases, you want to play it when it releases, and the permanent versus the time doesn't. Really I, I know. I, it to me, so I think the Game Pass yeah. angle is like surely the Game Pass angle is like no, sorry, you will only ever play this game <laughs> if you sign up to Game Pass. That's what gets people to sign up. Like as soon as you give people an option to wait a year, they will wait a year. Trust me, I did it with Tomb Raider. <laughs> okay. It's weird because I used to do it. I used to wait. I don't know if I could now. If I had the option, I'm so much more of like a, I need immediate gratification from games nowadays. Yeah. Well, th- I think that's where like the time exclusive or maybe like n- not even exclusive arguments come comes back in, which is just that like at some point in this process, right, Microsoft are going to figure out how many people will never sign up to Game Pass for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah. And they'll probably also have the data and how many of them own a PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 5. And who knows, maybe they get to the Indiana Jones situation and they're like, hey, this is such a big property and such a big game that if we don't release a PlayStation 5 version of this, we leave millions and millions and millions of dollars on the table. Because the other yeah. thing about Microsoft owning Bethesda outright is even selling games on a PlayStation 5 makes them money, which is where I think timed exclusivity or perhaps no exclusivity at all does kind of come back into the question but that's the cool thing for microsoft right if people oh, are signing so up for game pass they, they, and making money if you're selling games on a playstation you're making yeah. money yeah, yeah. Like they and own the, massive, the thing is massive they can, games now they can flip-flop on their decision of timed or permanent however much they want 
doesn't matter because it's their fucking studios, right? Yeah, there'll, right. Also, there'll also be a sweet spot where they can say, if we hold the timed for 18 months, the timed exclusive, we will shift uh, 75% of the PlayStation audience who have the ability to play it on Game Pass. But if we do it for 11 months, then we don't. We only shift well, 20%. Yeah, exactly. So we're yeah. going to do 14 months and then we're going to test 15 months so we're gonna, right, and then exactly. they'll get the And you know, the and, and, and the 4D chess version of that is like, you don't even put a date on it. Like you might know that's <laughs> right, early, but you don't tell anyone. You're just like, yeah, it's an Xbox. It's a Game Pass exclusive. Like that's the only way you can play it. And then yeah. when the like when the two lines on the graph cross, you're like, okay, it's been 16 months, whatever. People aren't signing up anymore because of this game. PlayStation Five version on store shelves <laughs> next week. Yeah. The thing, the thing for me that really bang, and I know, and Jamie's going to groan at me, but the thing for me that really bangs with this and Game Pass in general and cloud gaming as a concept is the pro- the amount of people at the moment who have PlayStation 5s who would want to play a Bethesda exclusive that they're now not going to be able to but who don't have the ability to play Game Pass on a PC like a high-end PC yeah right is um, if you can get cloud gaming working properly and you only need a TV to play any of these games suddenly Game Pass opens that door for millions upon millions of people totally, who don't yeah. have to commit to buying you know spending 1500 pounds a thousand pounds on a high-end yeah. pc in order well, to play because phil spencer was even talking about potentially releasing a dongle much like a uh, a google tv or uh, right. amazon fire stick where it's like hey that's that's an x cloud stick that you just plug into your hdmi you connect it to your internet and boom you've got game pass x cloud streaming makes so much sense yeah. you know yeah, he, that's he's talking yeah. about like you you could have a smart TV and download the X Cloud app onto your TV, and that's fucking that's that done, you know? Yeah, no, that, 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 that's that's not going to get a groan from me. That's exactly the kind of approach that cloud based you know, streaming services should be trying to go for at the moment. It's the gap in the market that Stadia failed to fill, right? It's that like, <laughs> yeah. hey, yeah. saying sorry, like you're right, you don't have the five hundred dollar piece of hardware you need to play the Elder Scrolls Six, probably the biggest game of the year, whatever year it actually eventually comes out. But uh turns out you can just play it on your TV or in a browser <laughs> on your laptop and it yeah. will play and it will look and run the exact way you want it to because of X, Y, and Z. Like that's the only and, and hey, the only thing you need to sign up for is like let's say Game Pass Ultimate has X Cloud fa- uh, factored into it, you know. Yeah. One monthly fee, then yeah, that's absolutely an approach that sh- they should be aiming for and maybe that's viable by the time uh the old scroll six comes out because <laughs> if, yeah if it what are we talking about like 2024 2025 <laughs> like oh other- yeah far away dude if, <laughs> think about it, if starfield comes out this year which it might but you know you never know <laughs> uh, i wouldn't, so I even, wouldn't let's say it. like i swear that every year chris says starfield might come out this year <laughs> But yeah. but, in every, but the thing is, every year he's kind of right. It might. He's closer to the truth, <laughs> probably. Yeah. Probably yeah. Every more. time I say, I think it might come out this year. I'm not necessarily wrong, am I? Because yeah, even if you're wrong, you're a year closer to the truth than you were the year before. Yeah. Look, guys, it, it's fifty-fifty. Either comes out or it doesn't. Exactly. But <laughs> so true. From whenever Starfield comes out, you'd need to imagine that if Starfield is their big kind of push into a new RPG IP that they're not going to the next year release an Elder Scrolls, right? So you're looking at like, I don't know, right. four years about in between Starfield and Elder Scrolls 6, I'd imagine. Surely, yeah. 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 I think I think Starfield will come out by the end of 2022, but you're right, like how far the Elder Scrolls is behind that, I don't know. I don't, yeah. don't, don't even want to think about it. 
Uh, but I'm, hey, I'm, st- I'm still hopeful for Starfield this year, fellas. Still keeping. My but, well, you, like you said, it, it is a possibility, so maybe it will happen. Um, <laughs> yeah. But hey, look, from one company making money moves um, oh. to another one. Uh, rumoured to be making some um, money moves in time for Christmas, and that is um, Nintendo. Uh, because there have been rumours um, that have come out this week that suggests that the Nintendo Switch Pro um, could be being manufactured as early as July. It was Well, actually, it would already be in manufacturing um, if this leak is anything to go by, uh, and that the actual units will start being assembled from July in time for holiday 2021. Um so far, I think the confirmed details about the the Pro are that it will have a seven inch, seven twenty p OLED yeah, ho- screen. Ho- hold on, Jonesy. Can we just confirmed rumored? Confirmed. This is a nothing. Nothing's been rumor. confirmed. A, a rumored <laughs> confirmation. Yes. So allegedly. I think, Allegedly. allegedly. Let's go that, allegedly. So if you look into the leaks, effectively, it looks like it's somebody from uh, Samsung, um, their screen manufacturing sort of area, um, that have said that they are manufacturing 1 million 7-inch 720p OLED units to be shipped to Nintendo for assembly by July. Uh, and that the the idea is then to have them manufactured and for them to start to go on sale. We don't have much um, else apart from that um, but some analysts from Bloomberg have also said that the output from the uh, the um, Switch Pro will be up to 4K um, when connected to a TV which is as someone with a Switch and who regularly plays it on their television I think that is one thing that does make a big difference to how those Switch games plays and that is the the resolution because in handheld it's pretty decent but on TV you definitely notice yeah. um, a degradation in games let's say um, I, I got I got some I got some takes on this, Jonesy, but I, I think I'll let you finish the uh, the bullet points. Uh, so um, <laughs> I think I think I've covered off most of the stuff. But let's say so the current switch is six point two inches, so it's um, going to be going up, um, like we said, to seven. Yeah. Um, but the light, yeah, the light is smaller as well. So the light is only five point five. Yeah. Although I've never played a light, so I couldn't tell you how much of a difference that 0.7 of an inch actually makes. I, I would but, have you know, played one if I had uh, not been robbed by a certain uh, game show. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get into that now. Yeah, wow. if anyone doesn't know, I used to give away stuff on my um, on my channel and Jamie nearly won a Switch Lite and he's, he's apparently still a little bit annoyed that he didn't. I'll never but, forget it. I'll never forget it. Wow. <laughs> we can never forget it. For as long as he dies on his tombstone, he'll be like, Screw you, Alex Jones. I'll never forget this. <laughs> <laughs> right. But um, one of the sort of slightly ropier rumours that we've heard is that Nintendo um, will have some exclusives that uh, will be on this system. And we were sort of discussing before the podcast that may mean you get games on the Pro that you cannot play on the Switch. Um, yeah. Which, which uh, is they've, weird. They've done before. It is weird. But they've done it before with the 3DS and the new 3DS. Now, to be fair to Nintendo... I think they utilize that extra headroom quite a lot between the two 3DS devices. And I think there were only like a handful of games that were like that, that you couldn't play on a bog standard 3DS. But it, it, it does suck either which way you look at it. Um, it's in, in some sense, you wouldn't want them to not make games that take full advantage of new capabilities in an upgraded vert system. But at the same yeah. time, it would suck if they just said, "Oh, from now on, we're not we're telling third party people that they can make games for this system and not the old system." Because it oh, because it would kill the old system. Them. I guess yeah, the only thing that's not going one. for it, it wouldn't kill the old system because the old system has like enormous install base. But still, it's a bit. 
it's a bit sad to hear that. But can, can I give some of my takes, okay? Because Yeah, go for it, yeah. A, a, a bigger screen, 7-inch, sure, can entirely see it. An OLED screen, I can see it. 720p, I can believe it because it's Nintendo and Nintendo are so behind in terms of specs. Um, but... But you also the, that's the, that is I love it because that is the most that is one of the things that when I heard that I was like well that's rubbish why are they even it's not even a pro thing is yeah. it but do you know what I, I, what, I would what, what, I would have liked to have seen a 1080p um, yeah really would I would nice. but then again like a lot of on an OLED would, to be fair 720 on an OLED right? OLED is quality yeah Pretty OLED nice. is quality um, I would have liked to have seen a 1080p but I think a, a lot of people are saying hey 720p at, at seven inches however far away from your face is is you know quote on what apple terms retina where you can't discern the pixels so right technically why would you need to go higher but i don't right, know sure I, I can see the difference between a 720 panel and a 1080 panel on my cell phone so what about when i'm in bed and i'm playing it with it this far away from my face <laughs> yeah, exactly uh, it's like you know um what but I, the, yeah it, you it, drop it on your head because you're playing it like <laughs> but it's more the the 4k aspect yeah. to this that I really have a hard time believing. Really, really have a hard time believing. Um, it's something that I really want, but I agree with you. Oh, I have a yeah, hard time dude, totally. But like, y- you look at how powerful the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox One X are, uh, uh, Series X, in order to be able to push out that 4K at decent frame rates. And um, at least in terms of, for whatever God knows reason, the Series X doesn't hit that 60 FPS marker now nintendo switch pro doesn't need to go to 60 fps it can stay on 30 fps that's fine that's probably what it would do but it's just like you think about the cooling that needs to happen for those next gen systems to output to 4k and now you're telling me that a handheld thing that's going to go into a little a little dock is going to push out 4k uh i struggle to believe it the only in, way that unless, I see... unless there's a radical unless they use an entirely new different um, processor so currently they're using the, the uh, Tegra X1 chip I believe if they use a Tegra X2 chip that's been modified then I can believe it but I I just knowing what Nintendo is like so the reason I can under, I can believe the 720p panel is because Nintendo are like you've got to keep the costs down the, you know, main people are going to be buying this are parents for their children or the children themselves. So it needs to be accessible. It needs to be uh, you, all of these different factors, which is the reason that the Switch currently is how it is. It's because it's that way of thinking. There's a reason that it launched with a 720p uh, display back then. You know, like there's there's method behind Nintendo's madness. And if they're trying to save costs I don't see them wanting to spend a lot more on a processor than they already are. Unless they got some mad deal with NVIDIA because NVIDIA does want to break into the space a lot more than they have. Could you see um, them going for a system whereby they have extra processing power within the dock as a, as a way to kind of get we, around we've, that? We've seen some patents in the past, whether they were true or not, to suggest as such. Um, it would be a way around maintaining the form factor and the size and stuff of the Switch and d- dealing with heating, et cetera, et cetera, without having to yeah, but kind it, of go crazy in the handheld and then doing that. But but again, Jonesy, what, what, look at the fucking size of the PS5. Are you going to have a PS5 size <laughs> dock for your Switch? Like, <laughs> Epic, uh, like big box. Yeah. Just, yeah, slide, like, just like, slide look, your Listen, switch. Nintendo's engineers are fucking wizards, okay? But <laughs> so are Sony's and so, are, so is Microsoft's. So I... I 
I'm sorry. I just don't say I would love to be proven wrong. Honestly, I would love to be proven wrong. I think there's um there's a thing I think the thing people have to think about Nintendo is you're never going to be able to play a game that is designed and runs on uh, n- newest generational consoles. It's never going to go to Switch even in this pro factor and run as well even if it's outputting 4K. But totally, I do yeah. think I totally think that there are some games that it could do in 4K because they're going to be more simple. They're going to have a lot less, you know, uh, stuff going on on screen. But yes, it's a definite kind of the 4K yeah. thing is the question about how is that possible? Okay, if and, you're and, talking about third party. But and I guess the yeah. other thing that hasn't been kind of confirmed or spoken about that much is no talk of ray tracing. So to be fair, that does give back a lot of processing power that the uh, current right. gen consoles are utilizing. Um, and I don't believe, although I think some people have mentioned HDR, which again, that's another kind of processing headway that yeah. if they don't have HDR, it could go towards pushing out a 4K um, screen. But, it, you know, what are the frame rates going to look like? I don't know. It's yeah. I'd like it to be true. But then, the, you know, the Nintendo engineers are also probably looking at it from a perspective of how many people actually have 4K TVs. Right. I mean, how many people? How many people are going to benefit from this case? Just because all yeah. of us have 4K TVs doesn't mean that the majority of people that buy a, a Switch Pro would have 4K. TVs. I'd assume not. Yeah, if I'm being honest, I'd assume most people yeah. don't. Yeah, I, th- I think 1080p is still more common, right? Totally. That's why all the gaming laptops, all the recommendations for them on the on the on the screen side of things is like. 1080p is a bit aged, but you can't do a 4K thing because it's just not poss- like feasible with decent steady frame rates. So 1440p is the sweet spot. 1440p yeah. is kind of like the buzzword for this year in terms of gaming monitors. So you're telling me now with Switch Pro, that's a handheld thing, is going to be a 4K thing. I struggle to believe it. The only yeah. maybe like thing that I could offer up as an alternative is perhaps that... Like, um, that- this isn't a hyperliteral suggestion that say like the next 3D Mario game is going to run at native 4K, right? Yeah. Uh, like you mentioned, for example, the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X and and sort of their 4K capabilities. I think maybe the elephant in the room, are, as 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 someone who's invested probably too much in home consoles <laughs> over the last uh, couple of decades, <laughs> is that the PlayStation 4 Pro and the Xbox One X were also advertised as 4K systems um, yeah. back in what was that the fall of 2016. You know, yeah. and I guess they were consoles that never really did that. They did checkerboarding, <laughs> and they would release the odd indie game that looked like absolute dirt but could run at native 4K and stuff like that. Like there were workarounds. Maybe I don't think I don't think that it, Nintendo will ever use 4K as an advertising like like marketing term. I just don't think they care about that battle. Well, yeah, because they haven't right. got H- full HD as right, a marketing exactly. term because they don't have full HD. <laughs> like, look, That's the more surprising yeah. thing for me, yeah. And, like, they, and, and, and when they do use HD, they still think it means something in 2021. Like, we just saw fucking Skyward Sword HD. What do you mean, this Skyward Sword? You can't release a game in 2021 being like, by the way, it's high definition now. <laughs> hope everyone's got their high definition yeah. television set. Do, do you guys up. remember when the... Um, when the Wii came out, okay, so obviously Xbox 360 and PS3 were HD, and yeah. the Wii came out, and you could buy an optional accessory, right, which were component uh, video cables to connect into the back of your Wii, 
and what was the output that 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 they like touted as like the, a great thing about getting this optional oh, component on. cables. Go on. 460p. Oh, brilliant. Wow. They were like, hey, you want, you want 460? You got it. You got it. You got it. Yeah. You got it, baby. They are in some sense. It's like that they're That's from the past. 480. Sorry, 480. It's like that they're from the past and they're sort of um, just, and they're not even trying to keep up, which is quite endearing. Yeah, that's but I think the fact that they're too. not even trying to keep up is like, that adds weight to this idea that Nintendo will never come out, or like, I don't think they're going to come out around this Pro Switch Pro, whatever it's called, and say, hey, 4K this or that. I just don't think that's their game, uh, yeah. no pun intended. And maybe this is just sort of like some strange thing about hey like the switch pro is capable of of outputting up to 4k and maybe we'll get like an 1800p mario game at some point <laughs> or something like that i don't know it's all a bit strange um yeah i, I think one thing to mention is because um, what I think a rumor also suggests that they're positioning this um as a revision uh, as opposed to maybe an out and out um like pro which kind of makes me think that maybe rather than being sort of like the uh, comparing a ps4 pro um, and a ps4 base model the way that we should kind of think of it maybe more of like um the ps uh was was it the ps3 had a slim version which was effectively the same thing but was smaller form factor oh and yeah more power efficient yeah exactly so maybe yeah. it's it's less of a of a pro evolution and more of a um, you know, a tweak on a on a yeah. thing. Because I want to say it's five years now since the Switch was released. Is it five years? Uh, is, it really, is it that long? Four, I think. four, 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 four. Yeah. So it's it's been it's it's about time that they did release yeah. something. But then and I does, think we doesn't, all... doesn't that contradict with the exclusivity claims? Uh, it does. Yeah, it does. If like, like how you, how can you create exclusives for a thing that's technically not a new product? It's a revision on an old product. No, but again, new 3ds. That's exactly what it was. But then I think um, the pro the moment because they're all rumors. Like I think we have to take all of them with a with a pinch of salt. I think the only totally, thing yeah. I read, which was like seemed to be, you know, people were taking as reality at this point, was the seven twenty p OLED displays. I think that's the only thing. Everything else seemed a bit more speculative. So I think with regard to the exclusivity, the is it a pro? Is it a revision? I think all of those things are a little bit more. It's a bit the more super rumor. switch. The Super Switch. It's the well, Super yeah, Switch. Lo- loads of people have been saying it's going to be called the Super Switch. You know who should sponsor? They should sponsor if they want to get out there. The Super, the super Show. Yeah, we'll, we'll switch our name. to Onlyfans.com forward slash Super Show. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Careful yeah. if you right. go to that URL, it actually exists, <laughs> and no, it's not. Uh, and this it's is not like us. the third week in a row you've mentioned that or something. I'm actually, to it's the second week in a row. I think Jamie gets a slice if anybody anyone goes and signs up to that. <laughs> it is actually Jamie's tonight. Onlyfans. No comment. So let's move on to our final story, um, which I know nothing about. Um, Me neither. This is FIFA 21's EA Gate. Everyone loves adding gate to a, a word to make it seem controversial. Well, I, you know what's going to be weird is when there's some fucking disaster that happens with a gate, and then it's going to be gate, <laughs> gate, gate, gate. gate. Gate, gate, I love it. Um, but so Jamie alluded to this earlier in the show uh, when he was talking about um, EA employees selling cards. But, um, but yeah, Jamie, why don't you why don't you take it away and tell us a little bit? <laughs> take more it away. <sighs> okay, I'll, I'll take it away. And I'll, I'll, I'll focus on like the non FIFA side as much as possible to make this a, perhaps a slightly more engaging discussion <laughs> for everyone. Um, but essentially, for anyone that doesn't know, there's a mode, a very popular mode. In fact, the most popular mode within uh, recent FIFA games, probably over the last decade or so now, has been a thing called Ultimate Team, which sees players collect 
cards, essentially, virtual cards that assemble a team using cards. These cards represent the players. You then play the games um, against, you know, either the AI or against other players. Um, and the cards are usually given out in the form of packs uh, that are completely blind. They are loot boxes, essentially, where you pay money up front or you pay a currency that you can earn by playing the game. To open packs, you get random cards and so on and so forth. And obviously, over the years, some cards have become very desirable. They're at the stage now with the game where it's not just as simple as like, oh, you want Messi or you want Ronaldo. There are icon cards from like legendary players that are brought back. There are inform cards for players that are playing well. There are team of the season cards at the end, you know, and so on, so on and so forth. Um, any way that they can come up with to get you spending <laughs> money, right? Yeah. Um, but apparently now they've come up with a whole new way um, because. Uh, a, the EA Gate thing, I believe, started on Twitter when someone started sharing what appeared to be WhatsApp messages with someone who was a, an employee of EA Sports who was uh, agreeing to sell icon cards and uh, packages of various other kinds of cards uh, for money up front. Um, some of the packages... Smart man. I mean, maybe. <laughs> um, there's There are... There are uh, conversations where you can see he, they're charging as much as 750 to 1,000 euros for certain cards. There, are, um, There's one conversation where three what are referred to as prime icon moment cards, uh, three of them for 1,700 euros. Hold on, what's a prime icon moment card? Is that like now oh, you're getting the into, time now, that Messi did the fucking hand? Uh, not Messi, I, um, I, I, Maradona. I, Maradona I, honestly, yeah. you're joking, but I think you might be right. I how, think do, how do you use that in the game? Like, yeah, like, well, we, it's just Maradona going around you put, punching balls. Well, because it will be, it will be, it, what it will be like. It will say like, so at first they just did icons, and then let's yeah. use Maradona as an example. They're like, yeah. okay, we're putting Maradona in the game. Here's Maradona. He's 94 overall. And then what they do is they go like, actually, <laughs> I thought you were going to say he's 94 years old. No, 94 overall no, uh, refers Jonesy, to his. He a, never got bit, to 94. So no, he, he didn't. Did he? No, he is sorry. in fact dead. Uh, it would be it would be cool though if you could get like. Uh, a Maradona card where it's like coked up Maradona in his like fifties or whatever he was. And that's saw, an icon moment card. I, th- that's I, think, an that's icon kind of, I think that's kind the way of where he was did. at the at the World Cup and he was like going. Oh. <laughs> I think I, I think that's kind of what they did, right? They basically said, "Hey, like, actually, it's not realistic to say Maradona was ninety four overall throughout his entire career. There would have been a period where he was ninety two, a period where he was ninety four, and maybe yeah, a sure. period where he had the." tournament of his life or the game of his life and he was 96 yeah. and so yeah they do create cards that are like are designed to replicate those kind of ideas um yeah but there's further things here where he's selling two moment cards for a thousand euros three for 1400 euros three moments and two team of the team of the ys i don't know what ys stands for 1700 euros uh but basically this is sort of shaken um parts of the FIFA community and the Ultimate Team community to their core. Oh, my God. Surely this is such a limited number of people that can A, can afford this, B, have access to this guy who's selling these cards. Like, surely this is a tiny... Yeah, the great but, scheme of things. But when you're ta- when you're talking about these cards, you're also talking about a tiny, tiny number of them that are ever actually meant to exist. So then yeah, you've got right. weird things of like, okay, 
are these cards being pulled out of packs? Are these now, is this now like less no. availability for people who are paying real money up front for the random chance to get these cards because they're being pulled out of circulation to give to these players? And even if they're not being pulled out of circulation, if they're being added to circulation, then the inherent value of these cards, which is actually something that matters down. in Ultimate Team, yeah. also comes down. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong. There are a lot of people whose reaction to this has been, you're an idiot. Uh, because uh, the elephant in the room with FIFA, uh, as opposed to, say, Dota, Fortnite, Warzone, is that FIFA has a time limit. Um, Ultimate Team does not continue from one FIFA to another. (laughs) When September rolls around again, all of these cards lose all their value unless you continue playing an old FIFA, which no one does. Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. So so every year... When a new FIFA drops, everyone goes back to square one of who they've got on. Everyone like, goes back to square one. Everyone gets the credit cards oh, out that's... and everyone starts spending money. Here. Oh, oh, don't get me wrong. So FIFA smart. Ultimate Team is one of the like the nastiest, like dirtiest places <laughs> that you can you can dwell into. In fact, there was a story we didn't pull it, but I think there's a story going around at the moment where I believe it's Germany are trying to get e FIFA classified as an 18 rated game. Right. Um, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Uh, because it's because they want to because, classify it as gambling. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, but now, but now it's even weirder. Now, now it's like gambling, where actually the dealer who's dealing you your hand <laughs> in blackjack is also like specifically giving um, you know eight like good hands to uh, another player at the table for under the table payments. And you're like, well, a fact is that affecting my hand? Are you taking aces and, yeah. and face cards like out of the deck that I'm being dealt? Or are you adding them to the deck? In which case, it's a fucked up. Like it is kind all of kinds weird, of man, yeah. interesting conundrums. What's weird about this as well is because the whoever's done this or the people that are doing this um, inside of EA, um, you could have seen a number of years ago that it was like a fireable offense, right? Where you've done X, Y, and Z, you're going to get fired for it because you were giving away code or whatever that you were using. But now that you're talking about actual commodities, because these things are traded, they're sold, they have real va- they have real world value. It's effectively massive theft. Because that person has stolen, so they're not just going to get fired. You'd imagine that they're going to go to prison for it. They're going to do it's some potential time. The, the real world yeah. value element is is harder to ascertain than it used to be. Because again, I don't want to get too deep into the weeds of this stuff. But essentially, so uh, while packs, uh, uh, for example, are bought by either coins or um, the currency that you can buy directly from EA, the players themselves, when they're put on the marketplace that is housed within FIFA are bought and sold using coins. And coins are meant to be a currency that you can only get from either playing the game legitimately or by selling the players that you got through packs. So there used to be this idea that the way to assemble a good ultimate team is to spend real money, open packs, get good players, but not necessarily the ones you want, sell them for large amounts of money, and then use that money, those coins, to buy the players you actually want because assembling uh, teams in Ultimate Team isn't just a question of assembling the best players. It's also a question of, for example, chemistry. Chemistry is an element that like connects different players in your team together and actually has a much bigger impact on a team than you might have originally thought. You don't want a team of superstars with zero chemistry. That's a nightmare. Um, that was much more interesting when, admittedly, uh, it was like uh, unregulated and EA didn't do it themselves, but you could buy and sell coins on like a third-party websites, in which case, if you got the Maradona card from a pack, you could sell it for a million coins and then go on another website and sell your million coins for real money. EA clamped down on that. You can't do that now. They they basically outlawed that and closed all these sites. But you can buy... 
Like legit. These, what's so the yeah, point? They, these are basically people who just have the money to get guaranteed good players in their team and don't want to open packs. But then but you can buy packs for real world money, right? Yes. So that so one of the things I'd think is like EA would have made a lot of money from those wealthy people spending real world money on buying those packs to potentially get good cards, yeah. and so these employees then have have stopped that money going to EA. They've so I think it's still like a a real world real money theft angle to this because you've you, you could potentially like how much would those guys have spent trying yeah. to get stuff they wanted in FIFA? Could be if they're happy to spend. Seventeen hundred dollars, you know, two thousand dollars to this person. Then yeah. they could have, been, they would have been sinking tens of thousands. But of I mean, into Jonesy, EA, it would have so. been so unjust if they just put these cards at the back end of a battle pass. That would have been criminal. So you know, <laughs> they're letting people buy the things they want for the money they can afford to spend. I'm all for it. Get me a seventeen hundred euro DeLorean right now. I yeah, I agree. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, so EA have acknowledged that this stuff is happening. They're looking into it. Uh, they say they don't condone it, and they're going to take swift action. Uh, again, remains to be seen to what extent this becomes like a person loses their job situation or something. I, I, I love those statements, though. It's like EA strongly condemns this. Like, of course you do. Yeah. <laughs> like, you've, no you've lost money. No a press release saying, oh, man, fucking Ben in accounting, he did such a good job yeah. scamming all these people. Yeah. We'd like to apologize to our, to our <laughs> ultimate team players. We didn't realize you guys were this fucking stupid and we're actually going to start doing this ourselves. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah ne- the, the, statement is, the statement is... Um, <laughs> sorry Jeez. next week up. there's going to be a real world marketplace for buying these players and this is going to be the same value to which what this person was yeah. selling them for no it's going to be like we've promoted Ben from accounting because he had such a fucking smart idea and there's going to be a company wide <laughs> rollout now across all of our titles yeah <laughs> Madness. Yeah. I fucking love that oh that's tickled me so much <laughs> Well, um, hey guys, I think uh, that about brings us to the end. And oh, do you know what? Rap. I think Chris might have just given us our code word for this week. With um, that tickled me. That so tickled me. if you want us to let let us know that you made it to the <laughs> end of the podcast, did this podcast um, yeah. tickle you? Did it tickle you? Then let us know in the uh, in the comments below the YouTube video. Thank you very much for watching. Thank you, Jamie and Chris, for uh, joining me and for um, adding all of your knowledge to this. Otherwise, it would have been me just reading a list of bullet points this week. Oh, that's, that's, the, that's a stretch goal for one of our uh, <laughs> things. So, you know. I'd, I'd have listened regardless. Oh, <laughs> thanks, mate. Um, and as Chris just mentioned, if you did want to join our Patreon, go over to patreon.com forward slash super show and you can join our Discord for as little as $2. And there's also some other content in there um, if you want to subscribe for a little bit more. But I think that then is everything. And we will see you next time. Bye.